Welcome to episode 64 of the Bar Dizzle. The Taylor Swifties have departed the big stadium on the North Shore after being part of the largest crowd to watch a live event there. And they did so without having one run in with the law. An amazing feat matched only by your Pittsburgh ball club that also rarely have a run in. This is our last show before Dave heads across the universe to London and Paris on his magical mystery tour. As usual, he and Scott will talk sports, spirits and brews and might even mix in a spot of tea to mark the occasion. Dave, I'll be waiting on the porch with a cold Guinness, a slab of shepherd's pie and figgy pudding. Safe travels and have a sound show 64, boys. Thanks Tessa for the uh, pending hospitality and uh, look forward to seeing you as well. And that, uh, that Guinness sounds inviting, but uh, since it's summer, I believe... Uh, mm. A four fish and finger pie would be uh, the more appropriate uh, food pairing. Uh, I'm sure Sir Paul M. would agree with me there, Scott. Yeah, Dave. Uh, she had me at a cold Guinness on the porch. I really didn't hear much <laughs> of anything after that. Yep, after a brilliant cup of that uh, UK nectar, the rest is uh, just details. So uh, speaking of details, uh, mm-hmm. how about breaking down the finer details of what's on tap for our tens of listeners as we crack open Show 64, Scott? Yeah, tens of listeners. Thanks, Dave. Um, we're going to open up with our usual um, uh, famous uh, number 64s, and then uh, we've got a couple of footballers there, uh, only footballers, right. actually. Yeah. And, uh, and then we're going to dive into uh, what we're sipping. Got a couple uh, hopeful rock stars there, and uh, then we're going to dive into uh, the football Steelers, as well as uh, not your, so much glossing, yeah. The, uh, the the Pittsburgh Penguins here talk about what's uh, coming up with Dev Camp and, and things like that. Um, and uh, you know they, they kind of need to find a sure. great rate. So uh, after that, then we're going to dive into uh, the Bucks and baseball because uh, I've had quite a precipitous fall in the last uh, month and um, got to try to figure that out. And then uh, we'll get into a Wimbledon preview. Uh, and then some live PGA shotgun wedding shenanigans, and then, of course, random roundup romp, right? So with that, let's uh, head off to a quick break, and uh, we'll be back with... packing over there get a little little, yeah. little respite right now let's, little let's dive into famous 64 and it's uh, one of those numbers that uh, really kind of falls into uh football land although i will say that the penguins do have an infamous one that's uh, pretty recent uh, the mccall grandland but we, we won't talk oh, about him oh jeez <laughs> yeah i don't think he made the list yeah no he's uh, he's on a different list <laughs> yeah right so, maybe on a complete different list here coming up pretty soon yeah uh, uh, one, one can only hope right uh, so yeah. let's uh Let's take a look at uh, our, our, our leadoff guy uh, for football as we mix our metaphors. Uh, Randall McDaniel. Yeah, you know the first thing that I think of, and I'm I think I get the right guy, but he had that with that black eye black that he yes. had over underneath his face. It looked like kind of like a, yeah, you know, war paint style. Uh, and you know, boy, was uh, he a warrior, Dave? Yes, he was. Yeah, that's a good segue for that because he was just a had a huge motor. I mean, you know, the guys with these. Uh, you know, interior uh, lineman. I mean, uh, yeah. he, he was just uh, unbelievable. Uh, Mach two with his hair on fire, pretty much the whole time. And uh, 
it, it was kind of like the interior lineman version of, uh, you know, um, Lawrence Timmons. Lawrence Taylor. Or Lawrence, or Lawrence Tim- Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Lawrence Taylor, yeah, yeah. Well, Timmons was all right, too. But it, I'm not if you good. look at his specs, too, right? I mean, 6'3", 276. That's pretty svelte for an offensive lineman. So he was very right. athletic. And, yes. And uh, he, he was kind of a uh, constructor, destructor on the offensive side, man. He, he, he just ran people over and... You know, he was, uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah, he was lead, leading Adrian Peterson through a lot of those holes, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, and actually, I think, I, I think, I, I don't, I don't know if I have my, 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 I think I might have my guy wrong about the black paint because I think that was a guy on defense. And I have to look that up when we have a quick break because I don't think it was this guy. But yeah, and I'm, I had kind of got my people mixed up at the beginning. But yeah, I mean, there's no question about it. And 12, uh, 12 uh, Pro Bowls, uh, was that's a that's that's a lot and seven time all pro I, I didn't even realize it was that prolific i mean i knew he was really good and and uh and a hall of famer and and i just you know i had to kind of go back and remember him because interior linemen if they're not on your team or some of the really big ones around the league then you you, you kind of have to reach to remember you know who they were i mean you know some of the really big ones uh there were hall of famers that come right out you know the the uh Tony Munoz, Anthony Munoz, and some people like that that you, yeah. that you immediately have Castro, reference to. Yeah, yeah and on our people, of course, down through the years. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's uh, prolific what he's done if you just look at all his you know, his, his stats and, 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 uh, and the pro reference things that are on here. But, I mean, the, the biggest thing out front is when you're at your position and you've been to 12 Pro Bowls and have been an All-Pro seven times. I mean, that's... That's automatic block ticker. Yeah, yeah, ticker for for yeah, pl- plus the uh, all '90s team, right? And there, there right. were some serious players uh, in in every decade, but that one in particular, uh, when when the offense started, I think that really when we started to see the offenses uh, really start to change and and uh, come into uh, the more intricate. You know, you had the gu- uh, the red gun, you had Mouse, was it Mouse Davis? Uh, you know, down in Houston slash right. uh, Tennessee, you know, late, late eighties. Um, it, it's, uh, it, it's just an interesting time. And, you know, of course the Steelers were, st- were still, you know, grinding it out on the, on, on the ground with Cower back then uh, yep. for the, for the most part uh, and, and uh, you know, stellar defense, but Minnesota, man, they, you know, you, they had some, some, you know, uh, significant uh, guys at, at quarterback there. Um, significant uh, Randy Moss, uh, Adrian right. Peterson, right, and uh, you know this guy was uh, was there to see a lot of it. Well, and the, and the Ironman portion of it, being an interior lineman, I mean, yeah. look at all those starts. I mean, yeah. two hundred twenty-two career games spanning like fourteen years, and s- started every game, uh, basically except for a couple, yeah. and that was uh, early in his first couple years. I mean, maybe he wasn't totally a starter. I mean, well, I guess he sort of was, but. Yeah. Uh, the one game he only one year he only started fourteen and maybe had some little ding or something. But even at the end of his career, when he had his last couple of years with Tampa, and I remember that being down there, that he he started all sixteen uh, for them too. And that's at the very end of his career, where you think you you might have some more nicks and cuts along the way, and and and, and may not you know be good for sixteen. So the Ironman portion is is so huge too. It reminds me a little bit of 
Alan Fenneke with how adorable he was yeah. during well, all this time here. I, I was going to say maybe we need to, because there isn't a category on this, the stats page that I pull is, but maybe we should have a, a bar dizzle iron mic uh, category. And this guy, yeah. this guy would definitely yeah. fall in it, right? No, 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 no doubt about it. And again, it's almost like you, you know his name and you see what he's doing and everything. But right. I, I seem to remember also he was somebody that, you know, he didn't pile up the holding penalties. He didn't, you know, you didn't, you didn't see a lot of those kind of mistakes. Right. And uh, and and he was made. He put it this way: he he made Adrian Peterson a whole lot of money. <laughs> yeah, he, he made uh, a, 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 a whole lot of people a whole lot of money mm-hmm, on our side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dante Culpepper, right? Right, uh, right. Yep. So, but uh, any any other thoughts on Randall McDaniel till we go uh, back to the uh, Steelers to round out our uh, our sixty four here? No, I think that's good. I mean, you know, the guy, you know, he brought his you know, team uh, to many playoff appearances, and obviously he was a big part of that. So, uh, again, Iron Man, tremendous player and an Hall of Famer. So what else can you yeah. can you add? So Yeah. So we'll transition to here uh, on the uh, – well, actually, he was in uh, Three River Stadium. I'm almost yeah. going to go over on the uh, waterfront and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Akersher. Uh, right. But, uh, you know, I, Steve Furness uh, – Pull the uh, uh, the the cloth over, or the the tablecloth over the the china right. there. Uh, right. I, I definitely remember him uh, just in in major impression on me because you know one of the things, and I, I put a little stat down there that you know he was a valuable member because he replaced Joe Green in Super Bowl ten and thirteen. Yeah, and, and if you remember some of our discussions, thirteen was really the the season especially the playoffs where i was you know i i knew all the players i knew the stats and all that stuff and i remember him and at right. any time you know when i have to remember somebody's last four digits of a number i always use uh steelers um and uh so you know if it's uh you know six four seven five it's steve Furness, Joe green um, yeah and that's how I, right. how I remember and and you know it's it's amazing that the you know we were, we were so uh and they, they made an indelible impression when we were so young but yep. um but this guy, you know, he did it. He brought the goods. Six four two fifty five, Dave. I mean, the bus would yeah. run him over. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it, it, he was very athletic. I think that's the difference that he brought. That he was a guy that had a good motor, and he you know, he was. Uh, I just remember him being he was agile, and he could he's, he was kind of a, brought some quickness to like because at that point, you know, Joe's starting to see the end of starting yeah. to see some decline and the injuries right. mounting a little bit, and he he basically played hurt. Yeah. Joe did even in like like the first couple of Super Bowl he played it I mean he did well but I mean right. he he was hurt a lot in the playoffs uh, at one thing just the way he would you know throw his body around and engage those those linemen in order for linebackers to make plays so he he was already on, uh, a shrinking violet at that point and, and uh, you know so to speak and and I just re- I just remember this guy I just remember the sign Welcome to the Blast Furnace yeah they had that big sign remember the Blast Furnace had the big fire coming out and everything like that and. Uh, and he was, uh, you know, uh, like you said, he, <laughs> part of four championships, and and he and he contributed. He he wasn't uh, clipboard cliffed out sitting around like waiting. Yeah, to he he had to come in there and 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 uh, yeah, do some significant things. And I believe he had a. I think he had a. There was something in there that I was when I was looking at him that you know made a couple big plays like in. Uh, like in the Super Bowl where he where he like came in and made a TFL yeah. made yeah. a couple sacks yeah. whatever so he he also impacted the game he didn't just go in there plug and play and just and just just kind of hang on just be a body in there he was making some impactful plays yes. yes 
at, at big, you know, on, on possession downs. I just, I, I, I can't conjure all this history back up in my head, play for play. But, right. but, but, but the point of it is, is when he got in there, he made an impact. He, he wasn't just a passenger. But, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a significant impact. And, uh, yeah, good on you calling out the note there. That uh, and I, I was shocked that the number was that low. But he's he's one of twenty two Steelers to earn four Super Bowl rings. Right. I thought right. that number might have been a little bit higher. I know. I know. We had we talked about Ernie Holmes last uh, last last show. Um, right. And knew that he was on uh, two two or three. Um, but yeah, I mean, just uh, a heck of a guy. And, and you know, this, this the Steelers always seem to have that knack to to find that. Uh, I don't want to call it a glue piece, but a guy that could perform at a, a, a high level at the right time. Uh, and maybe it wasn't for super extended lengths, but it was long enough to, to bridge a gap for the, you know, the black and gold to, to get done what they needed to get done. And, and, you know, not, not just be a sieve in that particular mm-hmm. spot or not just, you know, shore it up. It was, as you pointed out earlier, he was, he was making plays and yes. impactful plays and, and yes. they, they just seem to have a knack to find those guys. And, uh, you know, yeah. And you're talking 70s. about the fifth round here, yeah. Uh, yeah, pick, you know, I mean, and, and so, you know, a guy out of Rhode Island, not exactly your hotbed for, uh, you know, division one uh, teams. It just right. goes to show that, uh, you know, that again, and you just mentioned it, Good on the Steelers scouting staff for always seeming to find these guys, and you can go down through the '70s with, you know, the Stalwarts and the and the uh, different people that they, uh, Donnie Shell and different people that they found roles for right. as either free agents or late round picks. I mean, even later on, you could go to the the the, the brief but but stellar uh, run, uh, no pun intended, that uh, Fast Willie Parker had, you know, as a free agent. You know, out of North or Carolina, even, even Barry Foster, right? I mean, well, yeah, or Barry's bananas, yeah, exactly, yeah, Barry right? Bananas Foster, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. And that, that was—I don't know if you got a chance to click on that Trib Live article that I included in there. Um, there there's more details in there, but um, I, I didn't want to inundate uh, just on uh, Furness here, but uh, yeah, no, I was I was I was flipping through that uh, along uh, 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 along the way here, and 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 and, and you know, it's so. You know, you talk about 32 sacks. Yeah. You know, this, this article states go largely un- unrecognized, but, you know, he, he, he didn't play a whole shit ton of games. Yeah. Uh, and so, to my point earlier, I think, you know, he, he, he practiced all week before the Super Bowl nine in place of Dwight White. He yeah. was hospitalized with pneumonia. I remember that because I was, like, devastated thinking, oh, Christ, what else could happen to this team? Right before they played Super Bowls, it's always something. Yeah. With, you know, happened to – to Pouncey before the Green Bay Super Bowl, and then, and then, and then, you know, obviously way before that, you know, this kind of thing. So he had to, yeah, you know, he had to come in there and 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 do something because it was, look, that defense was predicated on pressures, and 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 doing things up front, and and you, you can't just be in there and be a body, you know, it just doesn't work. Uh, yeah, and and if you are, then they're going to exploit you. And, uh, and you know, the interesting thing too is not that not that he didn't have it in there, uh, is is you like to point out the former bucko manager jim tracy uh he he, he was kind of well on his way to uh you know uh becoming a dentist uh, before the steelers uh, drafted him and turned him into a, right. a significant piece which i thought that was a kind of interesting nugget in that article right like that kid from the island of misfit toys yeah but uh you know i mean look he, he you know he just carved out a nice piece for himself and got a bunch of hardware to uh to back that up, yep. and uh, you, you, I think you would, you could, could safely say that, 
you know, they there may not be four Super Bowls if he didn't make some impactful plays because you know a play here or there. That yeah. it's not like they blew everybody out in these Super Bowls. Right. I mean, right. Uh, so yeah. 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 So. The only blowout was the the Rams, right? And uh, that that was at the very end. That was and that, that wasn't really even yeah. a big blowout. It yeah, ended up it being was, a two score game late. But they were behind at halftime. Yeah, halftime. Yeah. And I, I, I can remember was it Kurt Gowdy who called that game? I think it was Kurt Gowdy. He was like, uh, he's like, look at the look at the upstart Rams. They're running the other side of the field after uh, after the, I think it was after the third quarter, and the Steelers were just kind of walking, and that's when they you know turned mm-hmm. on the gas and yeah, John Stallworth and, and Bradshaw happened. Yeah, and they threw the ball deep, and then that's what in that one uh, show we brought up that you know in, in the football life the Chuck Noll that the Terry Bradshaw said look that play won us the Super Bowl because he he said I, I know you don't like this one play but we're, we're only going to beat these guys by throwing deep yeah and and you know and right. so you know he he trusted me and I I trusted him and and that's how that thing worked but yeah. my point I guess about that whole thing is it's not like they were they were coasting like the the, no. the nine the Niners blowing out. Uh, yeah, San Diego or something like that, or or some of those ones where you see well, what's not Washington, even a game. Washington running away from Denver. <laughs> right, right, right. When uh, d- d- uh, Rigo, what's his name? The, the oh, yeah, no, well, no, no, it wasn't no, Rigo. No, it was the Doug, other one. Doug Williams. Was yeah, Doug Williams and Tim Smith. Yeah, Tim Smith. Right, and so you know. Anyway, good good call out with him because I think he just. You know, and that's you know, unfortunately, another one of the guys who you know who who, who passed early. You know, when he uh, yeah. had a heart attack in in, right. in two thousand, which you can't sort of believe it's twenty three years ago. Well, spe- speaking of, I don't, I don't know if you wanted to to wait until uh, uh, Steelers, but they they just had a uh, another former linebacker pass it like uh, yeah, Clark Hagens forty six, yeah. I think he was yeah, right? Clark Hagens, and they haven't really released anything. Just they're, they're, they're saying there it, it wasn't uh, like a foul play or anything, but okay. um, but they they haven't really indicated anything beyond that. Yeah, you just hope it's not one of those CTE type of scenarios too. Which right. they, you know, right. you did, when you don't hear anything about it, you kind of wonder if he was privately su- suffering from some of that. But he was he was really so impactful there at, at the end for the Steelers in the last uh, you know uh, championship run right. they had and. and uh, yeah, moved on to the end of his career to with the, with the, with the Cardinals, Clark Higgins. But yeah, for sure. R.I.P. Again, too many, too many, too young. Yeah, um, yeah. This, on that team. All right, uh, good stuff, Dave. Let's uh, take a uh, pause for the cause and uh, get back with uh, get you ready for England with uh, what we're sipping. All right, buddy. Dave, back from the break, and uh, my favorite, your favorite, everyone's favorite. Uh, anybody yes. I talk to that talks to me about this, they're like, "Oh, you guys really nailed that." What we're sipping segment, really? Yeah, He's yeah. Like, were they drunk at the time? Uh, I don't know. I was really drunk at the time. Uh, <laughs> Pink, Pink Floyd reference, folks. Um, actually, I, I picked up our stuff down at uh, Northern Beer Traders on Rochester Road down there, and this guy was interested. He even wrote down the name of the uh, podcast. He's like, oh, listen. Okay, to well. Yeah. So where's, I, that, where's that head again? So I'm sorry if you interrupted. Uh, so on Rochester Road, uh, right past that shop and save, right before it merges back into or merges into Babcock. So it's further. To, oh, yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. All right. So I'm up first tonight, and uh Got another uh, show favorite, Trogues. Um, oh, boy. We've uh, been in and out of their their stuff. And, uh, boy, I'll, oh, tell yeah. you, I'll tell you what, our, our little database uh, worked well for me today because I was like, did we do that? I know we did a yeah, Trogues. Yeah, I thought for a second when yeah. you handed me that today. Uh, I was, mm, it sounds familiar. And I, I stared at this a couple times at, like, market this. I guess, mm, 
Mm. I if we did this, and uh, you know, I thought we pretty much went through the whole Trogues yeah. catalog, but apparently yeah. not. So anyway, uh, Trogues Field Study IPA, Dave. Uh, yeah. It's a 6.2 on the uh, ABV scale. Of course, IBU is uh, not applicable anymore, apparently, for, right. I think, 70, I think we're falling into the 75% range where, unless it's yeah. it's, it's been a classic that's been you know known for a yeah, while, yeah, they're kind of, yeah. you know, as we talked about, uh, in, in, in Trogues is actually one of the sites that has it. You click on it and it says, well, you know, IBUs is kind of on a, on a 2d scale and, and, and really when we think about bitterness, it's, it's, you know, the complexity and all the stuff that we're doing this, it's now more of a three dimensional and there's no real way to, right, to chart right. it. Right. Anyway, speaking of, speaking of field study, before you get into it, uh, uh just, just came across my notifications. Uh, looks like, uh, possibly that, uh, uh, Acresure, uh, stadium is going to be now renamed, uh, uh, Taylor Swift field Acresure <laughs> stadium, uh, after her, after her uh, foray through the uh, yes. North Shore yes. uh, last weekend. No, 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 Newsflash. No Newsflash. confirmation yeah. on that yet, but we'll keep you posted on that. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Dave, will, Dave will keep his ear to the, into, yes. the ground on that one. So here there we go. go. Uh, first right. study, let's take the uh, the old pater pull here. There you go. All right. And then I had somebody ask me if we if, if, if I put that, that beer opening sound in post. Oh, you got to go in there. Uh, oh, yeah, that was pretty decent. I put it right up to the old oh, yeah. earbud, too. Oh. Uh, no, no, so they thought it was like a yeah, they like thought the, I was. Uh, they thought I was. Bite. Yeah, they thought I was putting a sound bite in there, Dave. No, man, that's that. You gotta understand. It's with Pater's guns are out. That's that's what happens, man. Hey, it, we that's we what we, we don't cheat the fans. We we no, no, we, no. we go up there and take a a good old uh, three wax at it. That's why that, that's why Scott's down there pumping that iron. Whenever you guys aren't watching, uh, that's he's, he's, he's Oh, that's yeah, such a good get it. Ooh, yeah. Some on that. Well, I'd like uh, to I, let me. I'll hold it up for you. I don't know if you got a clear one. No, right. I do. I do have one actually. In fact, uh, let me let me uh, let me effort to uh, to get my uh, thing out here. Says got your tennis check. All right, I'm gonna pour it. Nice. There you go. Let's see. Ooh. Yeah. Take a oh, yeah. Take a whiff like of that. that. Take a whiff. Oh. Uh, I think I think you're gonna uh, like it, Dave. Uh, see, here it goes yeah, under our nose. Chin chin. Okay. Fingers crossed. Oh. oh, it has that finish that we've been we've been heavenly. Uh, heavenly. All, all these ones that have been four four and fives and and um mm. I'm I'm already hitting four point oh, five yeah. and I'm, I'm oh, trending yeah. trending towards a five star on that day. Yeah, yeah, that's really 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 smooth, man. And all, all these other Citra Mosaic and El Dorado, yeah, uh, are ones that are. You know, they're hops that are in a lot of different things, yeah. but this is non-haze, which is kind of nice. That right. We're getting this nice, yes. smooth thing without be, ha- having to haze it to get there. And yep. and, uh, and look, Trogues, man, they're another one of those companies. That, I mean, they're – like if you're looking at the – like say the American League East standings, it's like the Yankees, yeah. Red Sox. Trogues, Trogues is in there. You know, uh, some some other ones that, yeah. we've, that we've had obviously uh, uh, down through. What was the Powder Day? Uh, what was our, their, Sierra Nevada. Sierra yeah. Nevada. And so – they would be up there within a game or two of first place too, because yeah. they're they're just so consistently bomb diggity that you know I'd be I'm, I'd be shocked if I didn't like this. Yeah. So let me. Uh, so they got a little little. So it is dry hop, not double dry. Is hop. it? Oh, it's dry hop. It's just single dry hop. Single dry. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah, right yeah. on the can there. 
Yeah, I see that. That's what she said. I like it on the can. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's a family show. Sorry. Uh, so in the hop fields, we daydream and study. And at the brewery, we tinker and test, Dave. Uh-huh. For field study, dry hopping delivers notes of ripe grapefruit, mango, pear, and melon. And a right. backbone of local rustic pale malt. And field study is just what we were after. A slightly hazy yet brighter summer daydream come true. Boy, I couldn't. I like, and, yeah, and I, I didn't get any of the fruit or any of that stuff. No, I, I got no, the I got no. the, the the nice rustic pale malt finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a little bit of the grapefruit up front, but yeah, I was just gonna say that. I don't I don't taste any mango. You know, I'm very mango sensitive. Yes, something, yes. Something's too mangoy. I I can kind of get it you a can. little bit, and there is a little bit of that in the the. Uh, the one we we've recently loved, the uh, Hazy Blues yes. by Oscar Blues, which yeah. I like. But there's a little bit of fruitiness in that, you know, where you can kind of get it, but it's still great and still dense and, and hazed and great. But this is, and the six point two is, a, I think it's, I think it's a nice ABV for this particular type of beer. It, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's a nice. I don't think I would have said over six personally, but uh, it, it it's uh, it's it's good and. Uh, that's why I gave you a couple extras because I figured you. Yeah, were, thanks, I, I, I kind of oh, knew you were going to enjoy it, so I figured oh, you, yeah, yeah, you'd yeah, have thanks. a couple for the week leading up to your uh, your travels. Yeah, yeah, no, that I definitely will. And I and I, like I said, I, I looked at this and I saw it in a couple different places, mainly, you know, Market District. They had it kind of displayed as as one that they were sort of pushing, and then somewhere else I saw it too. And I, for some reason, I got it in my head that I think we got this, and I don't know if I liked it. And right. I, for some reason, I thought we did it when you when you rolled into my. My, my crib today i thought no i, I thought we maybe did it. and you but you efforted backwards and, and and said that we didn't so uh yeah this is i just i just really let me i'm gonna pour a little more yeah or they say they, they say in uh in, in spanish pour some more I mean, <laughs> pour some yeah so, and i'm looking up the, i'm looking up and i'm liking how this again maintains like it like the little bit of a head that's in there and yeah i i would almost i almost think this is it almost tastes light to me yeah very light you know what i mean yeah yeah, I mean, it, not like a light beer, like it's like you poured water in it, but uh, you know, uh, but this is really good. Now it is it is a se- it is a seasonal, unfortunately or fortunately. So um, oh, we're in the right season, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the good part. That's right. Um, so, are you leaning towards a four or five? On I'm going to go ahead and mark it in our little tracker here. I, I'm gonna, I, you know, I, I only because something has to be completely blowing my doors completely off to go complete five but i'm i'm going like a four a four point five uh, at least a four and a quarter to four point five because yeah. it's so drinkable and it's perfect for this time of year and i don't get anything all those things that they say are in there i believe them right but i, I but i don't get anything more than like you said like the malt backbone ish and and uh I, yeah i think I just don't. I don't, get a I don't lot even. Of I don't. Even, I don't. And, and I, I purposely didn't have a beer before we started uh, the, this particular segment just to make sure that the I first could, on the bar diesel, by the way. Yeah, first on the bar diesel. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, anyway. Yeah, Scott's having some 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 restraint, but yeah, like um, you know, this is you know we could definitely you know when uh, when you get back and it's you know still ninety five out and we're on the patio. Uh, yep. I, I think we might be smashing some of these. Yeah, Ice cold. I mean, this, I mean, post lawnmower, this has to really be good. I mean, uh, you know, that I would think I would think that's definitely right up there. And this, as far as like our categories, and you said about having ratings and yeah. and different things, we should almost have like a top lawnmower section. And this would be <laughs> this would be up there in the top few. Yeah, you know, whatever. But uh, and and I I don't know that we've ever. I don't recall. Maybe you can 
trend backwards, but I don't recall like a single dry hop that we had. I, all of them used to were double dry hop that I remember. DDHs. Do you remember a single dry hop that we not had in not not in particular? But I would I, I, I would yeah I would say it's less than five counting this one. Sure. Um, yeah. It's uh it's a it's an interesting name, and they they had a couple they had another one there, but I, I wasn't interested in buying the uh, a fifteen pack uh, mixer because. Their, yeah. their perpetual IPA is okay. They had a a, a, a pilsner in there, and to, yeah, I'm to, not a big mixer person either because you say, "Well, I don't really like these that much," and then you're you're just getting you're just gonna have a couple that you a couple dogs you're just you're just tolerating, or you have to pass it to a friend, mm. you know, mm-hmm. friend in need. Yeah, have a party uh, over, right? So yeah, but no, the, I mean, this is again a, a this is a, this is a champ, and uh, where are we at? Probably collectively, you and I, maybe a four or so. Oh, I, I gave five, it. I gave it. I, I gave it a five. So that okay. b- right. between That's... us, it's given that four or five that you were talking about. Yeah, absolutely, fantastic stuff, man. All right, and I'm, I'm, you're right. By the way, I appreciate you giving me a couple others because I will be knocking these knocking these down before I. I thought take uh, the big bird. So that not the you know, not, not, not just a pretty face, Dave. Yeah, yeah, good, good on you, man. Mm. All right, you're up, brother. Okay, well, uh, the, the big boy. Big guns. Yeah, we're we're bringing out the big, and I mean big. I mean, how about nineteen point two for your Oscar Blue? Uh, Here's the best part about that uh, is uh, I got both of these because we're uh, doing it remote, folks. Uh, two for five dollars, Dave. Yeah, like I'm paying you to drink, like uh, you like to say. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I have another clear cup. Somehow I organized myself enough to have another clear cup to be able to go this on. So. That was, and I actually had considered doing this. Now we've had uh, Dale's Pale Ale, yes. and uh, you know, basically, um, and actually reviewed it here because it was, yeah, it was, it was a little while back. But it was, we, even though we had both had it, obviously many times, we wanted to kind of officially do a review of it, uh, and we did that a while back. But I, I, I've seen this a couple times. I've actually seen the like the six packs or whatever at, at different various places that I've frequent. And uh, so this is interesting. So double Dale's nine percenter. Woo. That's why no, we're doing it. Tonight. No driving. No, yeah, no drive. That's right. Good, good call on you. And uh, so this is yeah, American double India pale ale. So it's, it's really, the, I, I know, how, I know, I know how to send a guy off to England, Dave. Come on. Yes, yes, you do, man. <laughs> I, I thought for, I thought for a minute there, we were going to get like a, like Guinness, and like we both had that, so you know. Right. But uh, here we go. So let's. Um, like, if I don't know, if there's any, is there anything else that's on the, the notes that you had on it that the, you? I didn't really look at that because it's. Uh, it just it's says, just, uh, yeah, two two decades ago, Oscar Blues Brewery sent shockwaves through the beer industry when we packed the voluminously, Dave. Hopped voluminously, yes. Dale's Pale Ale into a can. Whoa. Right. Just yeah. like you like it. Right. <laughs> Double, <When I> have... <laughs> Double Dale's Imperial IPA picks up the torch, the welder, and the hacksaw to turn the <laughs> industry upside down again, doubling down on hops with a newly formulated, formulated, excuse me, massive IPA worthy of the legendary original craft beer in a can. Yeah, and I, I remember a while back when I t- talked about uh, Dale, the regular Dale's, whenever we did that review that I had, won the contest back up at Whole Foods Pub whenever they asked what the thing that goes around the ring of the regular Dale's Pillow, which is a a huge voluminously hopped 
mother of a mountain pale ale. So uh, this is just this is just its big brother. So here we go. Oh. Uh, oh wow. I I think when I opened it, the the the, the sniffage just just cleared my sinuses up. I think yeah. You know, who needs that allergy medicine? Jesus Christ. Okay, we're pouring. We're pouring. Look at that we're color. Pouring. We're pouring. Yeah, I'm just gonna pour a little bit here. Uh, that's 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 uh, that's a light Dave color for. Dave a, doesn't a want bubble. to go ass over tin cups after one sip. Oh. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, it's 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 a little bit little bit bolder color than the yeah. uh, Trogues. Yeah, yep, definitely. It's more of like a more of like a tannish uh, copper copperhead oh, road. God, it smells so good. Here it goes Ooh, under my nose. Yeah, here it goes. Let's, let's, why waste time? Oh. That's that's good. <laughs> yeah, that really is good. Ooh, yeah. This one means business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I I'm picking up the alcohol for sure. Not bad. Not in a bad way. But I I can I can I can tell it's there. Where where field study? I you know, <laughs> you've seen these this this hop water out there these days. Yeah. Um, and and not that that's uh hop water, but uh this this lets you know that uh this is a this is a pretty big flex. Yeah, this is one of those ones like if you had a particularly crappy day or you oh. know, uh, or, or or somebody in your life gave you grief or you ran into some kind of road rage situation where yeah. somebody was doing something stupid out there. You get home and you're fishing around. You're like, "Where's that goddamn double double tails? Where's that? At? God damn it!" Yeah, yeah. this <laughs> uh, a, just glug that couple sips of that down right off the bat to get just to, this, to prime the pump. Yeah, this this moves out all those random rumps. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. That's yeah. And I was wondering about this many times. Like I just, I did the kind of like, I did the kind of like the sideways eye. Like yeah. Kind of like little the, side eye. Right. Right. And uh, and I and I thought, wow, maybe I don't know though. Maybe this is going to be just too, too overly. But honestly, I don't know what you think. So this. So explain the imperial. Uh, uh, the, the imperial piece is is usually that means it's uh, it, it it's going to be heavier. Uh, Usually imperials are, are are double IPAs. Okay, um, so a crown's not going to appear on my head like imperial uh, margarine. It, like might, imperial it might. Margarine it might once back. we finish these, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it should have came with a little. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, put, put the put the can on your head. Little, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, and I so I ex, I guess I expected because of it's a double uh, that it would be just like it would be Dale's regular pale ale on steroids. And I would be like, "Wow, this is like um, way over hopped or whatever." But it's but it's really not. It's almost a it's a different taste than regular Dale's, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, like it doesn't have a doesn't have so many things happening like the regular Dale's. Yeah, D- Dale's kind of a straight Dale's pale. Remember, is a pale ale, it's not an IPA. Well, true. That's right. A good point. So, yeah. I think that um, and and and, and uh, me. you know, Dale's I, I think is probably one of the boldest as far as flavor pale ales out there right it, it's 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 up front and in your face and when and and I, I wasn't sure about this one I'm like you know what let's try it i mean it's red white and blue he's going over to the jolly old england i want to send them over there re- ready for the uh, the stuff over there um, <laughs> yeah sure but but honestly i i, I I, I I was expecting this one actually to beat me up a little bit but i don't yeah i, I thought that's what i thought too because <clears throat> i thought it would just again it would be kind of like a a, a big, ugly, like uh, 
like your your brother that always used to kick your ass all yeah, the time right. and, and everything. You got tired of it and whatever. But but it but it, it's it's different. But I but honestly, after having like three four sips, I'm like. I'm already glad that my keys are not in my vehicle, that they're sitting <laughs> right here on top of my bird food yeah. container because it, they're not, and they're not going anywhere. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, this is nice, man. And, uh, and you know what? It's, 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 I'm glad that you did this because it's, it, it is different than, than the regular variety. It's, it's, it's its own, it's its own animal here. And, uh, so it's, it's just completely different because the regular Dale's, it just says the whole thing on their can. It says voluminously hop mountain of a. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on, and it's like what, sixty some percent. Uh, I'm sixty. The I, the uh, IBUs are like sixty five ish, I think, on on regular Dales. Yeah. <clears throat> and and that's this that's not, and even though that is a regular pale ale, they 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 amped up the uh, uh, IBUs on that, and that that was one of the ones that I knew that I've. I crossed over craft beer, the craft beer universe. Yeah, yeah regular Dales I'm, I'm is 6.5, by the way. Yeah, and the IBUs, I know, are up there probably in the 60s. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, but, but, but I don't get any of that with uh, – did you say there were IBUs on here or no? Uh, I didn't see on, any. On, on the double? Yeah, okay. But, yeah, this is good. This is just something you probably would uh, – if you come right out of the gate with, I'd have one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or I'd have one. Maybe maybe two twelve ounces in, in a night. Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't know that I would do them no. back to back either. I no, would, no, 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 no. Uh, Starting to finish or something, or yeah, you know, this would be really good with like uh, uh, a soft pretzel with beer cheese or something like that. Yeah, no, this is a yeah, it's its own taste, and it and and both of these, although we have this double variety here, and you have uh, Trogues, which is. Typically has a little bit of biteness to it. They're both very, very drinkable, and and uh, I can tell all of you out there, the the tens you said seem to be maybe triples. Uh, that the, I think a lot of you that are on the border of crafts and whatever would, would like field study because it doesn't it doesn't mow you down uh, at all. It, it doesn't. It's not going to leave something hanging on your palate. So right. I think that's uh, that's the the biggest thing I would say about both of these. And it's been a while since we had, like, I think the one a while back where it was just, it stayed on there. I literally had to rinse oh, my mouth yeah, out with water yeah, for, like, a 20 yeah. minutes before I got it off. And neither one of these fits that bill. I think that was that Logic Bomb, right? Mm. Yes, I believe it was the Logic Bomb. Yeah, it was uh, bomb being the operative word there. Like, Yeah, that, it, it, it mouth, was. But, yeah, uh, it's good stuff. We certainly were looking for, uh, and, and it was uh, Surly Brewing, too, which was a big disappointment. Yeah, because initially, you know, we went on reputation uh, and, and that one. In fact, the other day when I stopped at House of 1K, um, I got another one, which I already kind of put away here. But uh, because I wasn't sure we were going to do this, let me reach over here for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and because I wasn't sure if we were going to do the Porsche thing or whatever. I'm glad we didn't because of just circumstances of my thing and the possibility of rain i got this cape may brewing huh. uh ca called uh always ready hazy hazy pale l and i had it because since we were doing this thing yeah uh i, I went and picked it up there you, you might like it it has a, it has a little bit more boldness to it but i got it up at uh house of 1k and of course cape may being over there jersey way but uh anyway i had one of those because i needed a i needed <clears throat> uh an opener because I didn't have any uh, craft to open my evening with, but uh, but no good stuff on both of these. I think I would I would say on the 
I think this falls a little under. I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it a. A pretty solid four. Uh, what say you? On the uh, the Oscar Blues double. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna because because we average ours. I think I'd like to give it a four. It, it's real close to a four. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it a floor just based on the. Yeah, on, that's on the maybe even three five ish. I was just kind of, you know, if I. I you know, let me double back on that. Let me let me let me re, 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 reboot that. I'd say maybe three point five. That's, that's I'm going to stay with three point five. It's good. Yeah. Um, but you know, I can already tell that. Woo! I think I'd probably be best with a twelve ouncer of this to kick off the evening and then yeah. go into either LBLs or yeah, yeah. lights or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. even a couple of these. I knew you weren't driving anywhere tonight, so that's why I'm like, I'm just gonna grab these two. No, we're good. No, this is good. This, I mean, it's good. I mean, there's, I mean, there's no, no doubt about it. Uh, so, what? Let me, let me ask a question though. If, yeah. Uh, if, if you had to go Dale's double or Southern Tier Two X. Ooh, ooh. Um. Uh, I, I think I would. I think I would lean towards southern tier 2x it just i i, 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 I just like the i, I like the the i want to say like the i don't want to say creaminess but the smoothness of that double i, I was by, just going to say the way that by, i look at it it by, just feel, to me it feels like it's just a a, a a little bit more polished yeah polish is a good word yeah and and i and, I, and that's one also that doesn't leave you with a lot of post palette stuff but it has a lot of stuff going on yeah, I think it has more listen, of a, a not not close to, but more in the style of that field study and, and some of these other ones yes. that, that have these these finishes that are just mm -hmm. you know crazy. The the the, the Dale's double, it's it, it's not bad, but it's 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 you know, I'm I'm giving it a three, um, just because uh, the you know the hazy blue was was just you know I, I think I gave that a four or five a couple weeks ago as I look at it. Yeah, and the, fun, the funny part is about the field study is because we we we've, we've been you know we've rolled out so many different type of things, some of which just beat our palate up like yeah, a, yeah like a sledgehammer, and and we had had so many different things that we've tried in our craft lifetime here that this <laughs> it almost tastes like it's light because of how many things that we've had yeah. that just. It just bombed us, you know. And well, uh, it definitely tastes like a light compared to the Dale's double. Oh yeah, well, that too. Yeah, that's that's exactly right too. Mm -hmm. And uh, by the way, speaking of people that check in, I uh, want one uh, one buddy that uh, uh, check in. I happened to see him at uh, randomly because you know during COVID you hardly saw people for a couple years or whatever. And my one friend Mike, who was in uh, the military, I happened to see him a while back at uh, at uh, mm -hmm. the Pine Creek giant eagle okay uh, and he was gonna leave and i was on my way in or whatever and he recognized me sitting just sitting in my vehicle like doing something with my phone or something and he beeped the horn and whatever and we, we'd gone to a couple uh hockey games and he's the guy that had like season tickets down to, to pirate games for a while and uh but i when you see people you know things come back at you and this guy is because very funny he's retired military 30 some years whatever oh he's the guy that Real had hero. a cigar over at uh, cole's uh well no that was Tom which okay. is this guy guy that was in the Marines as, as, but uh, this guy was a Army he was a this guy was a command sergeant major like over 
he did all kind of tours. He was over in Iraq a couple times. I mean, he's, this guy's real badass, you know, and he, but a really good guy. You'd never know it. He's, he's not the huge guy, whatever, but he's, right. he was a real, a real American hero guy. But anyway, but he, he's very funny. And we were sitting in one game and I, I happened to think about this when I saw him down at the Pine Creek GE there. And, and the one time we were in a game and you know, things just last in your memory and, you know, we're, we're, the game's getting ready to start, and the beer vendor came up, and he's going, I see light, water, here, I see light, water. And he, and he goes to the guy, you mean there's a difference? <laughs> <laughs> so when you see somebody's yeah. face, like if I hadn't seen you in a few yeah. years, I would think about something you'd say. Yeah. And I just and everybody in this like section was laughing. Like, I mean, there's a difference. But this uh, field study is definitely not I see light, and neither is DP Dale's double, which is both very good. Yep. Any other thoughts? No, no, good, good stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. It, uh, Thanks for the extra ones too. I'll be imbibing on those. Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, we we've we've had a couple good weeks in a row. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said, that that uh, the the last one that we we thought we had an issue with was that uh, low lev array pale ale that I got, which just kind of started off really slow. And then I yeah. actually finished them out uh, throughout, I think, that week or the following week, uh, cooking some dinner at home with the family here. Fan family. Uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it, it definitely it, it definitely picked up. It was a, uh, a slow starter, as they say. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, nothing nothing bad is that Logic Bomb or I think that Pittsburgh Cream Ale was another dud. Uh, no, I, well, I don't know. I liked it. I mean, I think we both kind of sort of liked it. Uh, I mean, I did, and I, I, I had it again. And that's the one that's the, they just called it. They just call it Pittsburgh Gold, and you can have the black, which you can mix both of them. But no, yeah. I liked it. It just tastes like beer. I mean, yeah. it just tastes like a smooth beer. Now, uh, definitely not Jenny Cream Ale, but no, I think we liked it all right. And I don't know, maybe me more than you. I don't. It's been a while back, but I, I had it. I had it again, and I liked it. But, but this is good stuff tonight, man. Yeah. And I get like my, my little uh, thing. I'm going to take over across the pond, which is. Uh, recommended my little uh, vape device here. Now oh, this okay. is well, probably the closest could be to like a regular uh, uh, menthol smoke. Is, is that so, is that UK approved? It, I don't. Uh, I think so. But okay. it's, it's called Hyde is the brand, which I thought was kind of unique. Because maybe I'll take this to Hyde Park. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Because there's one of yeah, yeah. the original one over there. Right, uh, right, right. All right. So, so let's, anyway, good uh, stuff, man. let's take a pause, and uh, we'll yep. come back with uh, getting into our uh, sports segments. All right, buddy. All right. Okay, Dave, back from the break, and uh, let's uh, let's get into some uh, Steelers and and pucks. Uh, I think uh, we we're talking off mic the the path to uh, success tonight. Let's uh, let's get into the Steelers, and and uh, we we moved from OTAs to to mini camp, and then we're you know uh, base, basically everybody's getting ready for for training camp uh, coming up here in yep. in July. So what uh, what do you got for us? Well, I mean, I I think since we're in that transition period between those two that you just mentioned uh there's not a whole lot else that's going to go on until the camp roster gets filled out and and you know you start seeing what some people are doing when they actually put pads on that's not football and shorts anymore <laughs> football uh yeah. so yeah <clears throat> um so you know i think that i was looking through actually the steelers site and i uh, some of the things they have in there five fun facts and it would be five oh. fun facts about certain players yeah. And, and I, it, led, it led me, my noggin, uh, to 
to think about something like, um, and what that was was like five important facts going forward, as in five important steps going yeah. forward, and 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 it's on varying parts of the team, and that, and what I kind of carved out was number one, obviously, is the the second and full year now of Kenny Pickett and what he's going to bring because look, everything starts with him. And, and so obviously there's last nine games, a dramatic improvement, including a couple comebacks that were, uh, that never happened before for a, a long time. Right. What he, what he did there, the maturation process, Scott, in the last nine was noticeable. Um, so that's one. And, the offensive line, you know, in concert with him, the right. additions there through the draft with uh, Samolo, that Isaac Samolo guy, whatever. I don't have his name right in front of me, but that guy, um, and 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 also the Mason Coles and the other people that are are gonna, you know, in in their second now year of after free agency, and and also some of the. You know, free agent they brought in, and now obviously we talked about the offensive lineman, the big guy from Georgia, and the battle that's going to ensue yeah, between Broderick. him and Dan Moore Jr. Yeah, Broderick Jones, and so that's that's going to play out. But I, I I want to put that in as a secondary big piece because the, the one is by itself because you know Kenny still has to do some things, but now they've 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 built a little army around him that, on paper at least, looks better, and yeah. that should that should serve him better. And the third part being the secondary. And now defense alone, obviously the defense is its own thing, so you could almost make that one thing. But the secondary, I think, is so big because addition of Patrick Peterson, who's multiple-time pro bowler and a leader and a confident guy. And I, I, I heard him on a podcast. Uh, uh, he has a podcast with, of all people, um, the guy from Florida State who was a defensive back that ended up his career ended up being uh, shortened, uh, and I know I was going to forget him when I came back on here. They have a podcast anyway. They inter- interviewed Troy Polamalu. It was a great podcast. It's called All Things Covered. So if you want to, in your podcasting uh, listening that you do sometimes, Scott, look for All Things Covered. It's with with uh, uh, Patrick Peterson and then the guy from Florida State. I, I kind of think of his name, but anyway, he's a tremendous player for us and when. You know, Super Bowl, and and then hurt his his knee pretty bad, and, and wasn't able to come back um, after that. But anyway, um, I think the secondary piece, especially out front, is when Brian McFadden. Brian McFadden, thank you. Yes, yes, exactly. So they have a podcast, and it's really good. Um, and and the one with Troy, you really need to listen to because uh, Troy sent him a letter when he he got hurt and knew he was probably yeah. not going to play again. It was really really good. Um, but and he got really emotional. Uh, it. But anyway, um, you know, Joey Porter Jr. obviously is the big thing that everybody's going to be looking. That's going to be the, the big thing that everybody's got their spectacles on when training cr- camp opens. Uh, do you with, think, uh, before anyway, you yeah. move off yeah. of sure. uh, secondary, yep. do yep. you think that Patrick Peterson is going to be the same shot in the arm that Joe Hayden was? Yeah, I do. I, 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 because they're they're very similar, right? I yeah. mean, in that and that they're, it's more than just their ability to, st- to still cover at their age when they got here. Right. It's it's the leadership quality that you you can't understate or, or I should say overstate because, uh, you know, you have some really young guys on that. And even Levi Wallace is, is still a fairly young player. And, right. 
and you have uh, that, that that French guy Pierre, and uh, you, uh-huh. you have, obviously have the number thirty two pick and and a, and a and a son of a legend uh, here uh, that was in his mind kind of dissed with yeah. you know yeah. staying that long to thirty two and but has something to prove a little bit and and but he's so long and athletic and a, a great tackler so I, I think that. Um, it's not only his ability to play and lead by example like Joe did, but I think he's got a lot. Just listening to him talk, he's got a lot of leadership qualities. I think it's going to bode them well. So I, I, I that, the short answer that I would say is yes. Yeah. Uh, and 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 so we'll see how uh, that carves out, and if JP Jr. ends up being one of those Kenny Pickett deals where first three, four games, something like that, he's filling in, or he's special teaming, or he's backing up slot cornerish, or he's coming in and, and the dime packages or whatever. Right. And then maybe, and maybe ends up taking over that other spot. It, it's very possible. Cause it's like him and Wallace and a couple, a couple dudes there, uh, Pierre and Witherspoon, stuff like that. So I, I think that they're, they're deeper and or, or where that goes. I don't think, but I just think that to me is the biggest thing because there's so many times when there was, there was too many plays downfield on third and longs, you know, behind the chain situations where guys were, were, were Teams were, were were making too many easy completions yeah. over the middle and and by the numbers were almost seven on seven ish. Yeah, and and that just that just can't happen. And I mean, obviously, the other components of that is the depth they brought in at linebacker and the, and the uh, you know the the draft pick from Wisconsin, who I think is really yes. going to be a, yes. a big a big big uh, a big big thing to to, to look for, um, which is uh, Benton, right? Cano Benton, whatever, uh, the uh, guy from. Wisconsin, who I thought, who, it was, who I thought it was with an H. No, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking him up right now, actually. But but he's he's actually another guy that um, y- y- you know I think is could have an impact at at, at linebacker. So yeah. I, I, and 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 the wild card before we go back to the linebacker, and I'll, I'll look him up in a second. But I think the interesting guy to me, and I think you mentioned it too, is this Corey Trice Jr. You know, they they, they got him as a as a late round pick. And and that's going to be very 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 interesting to see what he might do. He's he's very athletic and very lean, and, and we'll see, you know, what happens with him. But obviously, the linebackers we know about Holcomb and, and having him being signed as a free agent, so that's a, that's a big deal. But uh, but the guy that helped me out with the guy that um, Herbig, Herbig, yeah, exactly. So I knew it started um, with an H. Damn it. Yeah. So <laughs> Herbig, you know, he big. They all big. He he. Hey, before you finish, I thought I forgot to go back to Kenny Pickett. I just wanted to make one one observation. I I think, um, the 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 biggest benefit outside of doing the seven and two at the end of last year is going through OTAs and mini camp and camp last year. He didn't get the same reps that he's going to get this year because Correct. Mitch was was going yeah, in as, as, as the number one, and I think Reindeer even got more reps, if I remember correctly, it, than Pickett it. did through through all, all of the summer stuff and, and spring stuff. So it's to, you know, and, and, and I'm a big believer in the ten thousand hours thing, and you know the, the the kid matured right before our eyes. I mean, he he cut out the yeah. interceptions. He, you know, he cut out the the a lot of the overthrows. He became more efficient. Yes. Um, and I think uh, as as he settles into that, I think you'll see. I don't want to say highlight plays. I think he's going to be, you know, um, 
and, and, and a game manager isn't the the right connotation. I no. think I think he's going to be like a a, a Joe Montana. I, I don't mean a you know Hall of Famer. Maybe hopefully, but but that's the kind of the mold that I I see him in is is, is that type of player. Dave, what's what say you? Well. It- uh, let's, let's hope he gets to that level. I, I, I know you weren't comparing the two. I understand yeah. where you're what you're doing there. But but I think but but uh, but also the secondary thing about that that Joe never had is he didn't have the the the, the scrambleicious uh, uh, movement a little that, bit that, a little bit. But not remember not that like throw to Dwight Clark is he was he was on the move and th- and threw that thing. No, right? but I'm talking about actually running down oh, the field yes, for first yes, downs. Yes, yes, yes. I'm talking about actually like a couple times more, more Steve you, Young than Joe Montana. More Steve Young than Joe Montana, right? And this is and and and, and in a good especially those last nine games. Now you mentioned yeah. the one the number one thing was cutting down those damn interceptions. Yeah. He like just, just almost obliterated yeah. the interceptions in those last nine games, but it was also his ability to say, okay, going through the progressions. I was going to say his, Scott, his, his reads were first, a hell of a lot faster. So he would go, okay, look, look, look deep, middle, short, Hey, not there. I'm running seven yards for the first down. That's yep. it. I, it's not there. If I try to force or, this, or, we're going to be off the li, field. Live, live, live for the the next set of downs. Right, and <laughs> but if he sees a seam up the middle, which you know you don't necessarily want your franchise quarterback to be running down the middle of the field, but if he sees everybody breaking away down the field on his receivers, he's going. You know what? I've got a clear path for at least seven yards before anybody's going to touch me. Get seven yards, get down, get the first down, get a new set of downs. Yeah, let's and get I, down, I, not to fake it down like in the, the pit bull. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? The, here's the thing: the 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 the, the um, I don't want to say uh, risk, but the, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, the thing that's in some young people's mind, especially at that position, like the the thing that gets in your head is I have to make a big play. Right. I got to make a big play. I got I'm I'm gonna start running and 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 just take up. Yeah. It's like well, no. Then there's a guy coming at you and he smashes you into yeah. the sideline. Yeah. We don't want that. Yeah. But that's I why that's what, why I was saying he it's, did it's, it smart though. Yeah. He sometimes a, a a punt is uh, is is okay. Well, right, but I mean, I think when he did those things, he did it knowing that he could go there, move the chains, and get down right. without getting. Because you know, when he got smashed by uh, uh, his teammate, uh, I think it was even was it the guy from Buffalo? Yeah, that got De- hurt. Demar right? Hamlin. Demar Hamlin, who who really caught him pretty, pretty late, him, as uh, Myron Cope would say, a little bit late. And, and I think maybe that shot when he got to the sideline was like, okay, if I do this again, it's going to be. That I can go get the first down without taking a hit like that because I can't do that. And thank I God it wasn't a linebacker. <laughs> oh, thank God! Right, thank God it wasn't some, right somebody that with a little more meat. Was it, to wasn't him. wasn't Greg Lloyd? No, but 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 again, I, I think sometimes the temptation is the word I was looking yeah, for. Yeah. The temptation of guys that are in that position, that hey, a storage franchise like the Steelers, and I played a lot of my most of all my games here, that 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 I'm tempted to try to make a big play with my legs. Right. And they don't really want want that. I mean, that's not like. But but what he did was, I thought, not only cut down the interceptions, not only made big plays for touchdowns at end of drives, yeah. which was incredible, right? But he also moved the chains where seven the play would have been over, right? I mean, you know, all due respect to seven, what he did here was legendary. I'm not taking anything away from, him, even though he's kind of a dick. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but 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 no, I mean, what he did was legendary. Let's yeah. not even start putting compare. But it got to be in the last several years of his career. If the play broke down, and he was in the middle of the line trying to move, it's over. He's just he's yeah. just genuflecting, and the play's over. Yeah. Where you have a guy now that can 
put some heat on the defense going, listen, guys, we can't all just fly down the field on this yeah, guy. It keeps them honest. He, it keeps them honest. Right. And so I think that's a big thing. So thanks for dropping that in. But the only other ones I just wanted to. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that was that two or three that you got. Yeah, I was like three. Yeah. So and and I I think the other thing is that receiver room is is so so much more. It's bigger. And you have people with Calvin Austin Jr. and you get Robinson. I I was going to say that. I I love the Allen Robinson pickup. I do, too. And why do you love it, Scott? You you, you jump it in and out. I, I, I just think that you know he he brings a, a professionalism. Yes, great word. And great word. Um, you know, you know he 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 wasn't a lifelong stealer, but I think he's going to you know r- raise the expectations. Uh, you remember the uh, young young money posse or whatever the the, the hell those guys, young money guys. You know Antonio Brown, yes. and, and Michael yep. Wallace and all that. Yep. Um, but but I think those guys were here, and I think Hines was still here too, right at the at the time. Yeah. So I, you know, they, they don't have that that senior leadership, and, and and the guy can still play too, right? So yes, I think that uh, no that's, that's 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 why point. I kind of centered on that that word professionalism, and yep. and I think he'll help hold these guys accountable. Not that the coaches won't, but you know, sometimes especially when these guys that are making money, you know, they a, a lot of times they'll. I don't want to say pay more attention to their peers, but they're 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 going to make sure that they see what that guy's doing. Yeah, and you know what? This guy's not very far removed some for some really, really yes. good years. And yeah. he's battled some injuries over yeah. the last year. So and I, I know a lot of Steelers fans and just people that think they kind of know stuff and maybe some that even kind of do are talking about, wow, this is kind of a reach, he's on the decline and et cetera, et cetera. I, I, I attribute to look, that's a position where you take a lot of hits and some things happen and and his situation with Chicago and, and uh, the Rams and everything, he, he, he ran into a lot of injury issues yeah. and, and, you know, and, but he's, he's only a couple of years removed and not really quite uh, that long from, from being a really effective player. He's not just in there to be like a, a like you said, like a coach on the field, he, he can make plays. And I think that what rising tide floats all boats. Right. So I That's think right. a guy, like, a guy like that with the, the word to take your word again, professionalism he also can play and is a good route runner. And I think that he's going to, you know, the guy that I think he can impact the most Scott is Deontay Johnson, because this is a guy that's decided he's got so much talent more in his little finger than some guys do with just a freakish plays he makes sometimes, but needs to be maybe rimmed in like a little, like a wild cold a little bit by Robbins going, look, that was great. But like, watch what you're doing over the middle, watch where you're handling the ball running down the field. And of course the, the wide receiver coaches do that too in the room but i hope that's I think true it, i hope that's true I, I i would have gone with george pickens uh what, as far as what now so, uh so, it, it, instead of deontay johnson i would have said Pickens. oh that that's who, yeah well you know what pickens just in this he's just in his second year and he's so freakishly talented that i think he's gonna find his way with no problem well i hey, think deontay, this guy's gonna help him oh no question no he'll help him too no, no, no doubt about it i'm not poo-pooing that i'm just saying that Johnson is such a wild card because it's like it's, I used a 3D card reference where you see this great thing yeah. and then you flip it a little bit and he does stuff like the game that my friend and I, Keith, my good friend down in Florida went to that Detroit Lions tie. I mean, they had that game won like six ways to Sunday, no pun intended. And then, you know, he's running across the field with a clear first down that would have been a chip shot field goal for for Boz there. And he's not understanding where he's at on the field and a guy comes from the backside and knocks the ball out of his hand. Yeah. I mean, so there's you take the good with the bad, but I think what a guy like Robinson can do. With, yeah. <laughs> but I think what, a, 
I think what a guy like Robinson can do for him is that say, look, when you when you do this, you might want to do this. I mean, because Pickens is such a freakish stud, and I think he's just going to find his way. He's so he's just so, but he's going to end up being he might end up being like you know Megatron 2.0 at some point because he's so he can just like he's like the Venus flytrap with those hands. But Johnson sometimes he makes these great plays, and then he makes two or three. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? Or, or, or drops like an easy ball and like two or three, and it, you just go, wow, is this the same guy that had three touchdowns? I mean, he had one touchdown last year, Scott. One. Yeah. He and had I one think, touchdown. And I forget where he is in his, his uh, contract. He just signed a new deal like uh, last year, like a, a three year deal or something like that. He just re signed. Okay. So and it wasn't I thought, like I thought a long term. I thought it was deal. year to year. No, 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 no. He signed like a three year extension. So, and it wasn't for massive amounts of money, but a lot of it was because of that. He had the, you know, thing you can effort that if you want, but it was very recent, and it was like a, a two to three year deal at least, um, and and uh, to stay here. But I think that I just think that Robinson can impact him the most uh, because of he's so got so much uh, versatility, more than maybe some of the other receivers. But 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 I, th- but I think Robinson is the key thing there, and I, I just want to say that Calvin Austin Jr., who never took the field because of injury last year. He's in that room now, and you have some other uh, other people competing. So that's the other thing. And and the the last really thing I want to say, and um, I, I I just think that uh, the, the the final part of it is 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 the running game, which you know, the running game gets so much. Uh, it, it's it's getting so maligned as like a position that's not important anymore. But yeah. I, I think it's only I think it's only not important if you don't have a really good one. Right. I mean, like, you know, if you just ask the Tennessee Titans with Henry. I mean, if you if this this guy's a closer. I mean, if you get in a situation where you're up nine points with ten minutes to go, I mean, this this guy can just been banging on your defense the well, entire game. And, and I think so. I are, think that Nige can be a guy that can be a closer oh, with this. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll double down on that, Dave, uh, because I think they're these guys are going to run an awful lot of two tight end sets now. Be absolutely right. Another uh, guy from Georgia, they just got yes. to. Yes, they got they got him. And they got Fryermuth. Um, I, I, I think that uh, I'm, 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 yeah. I, I think these guys are going to just, just suffocate teams, take all the oxygen out of the end of a game if they've got the lead. It, it's just, they're just going to be running downhill. And and to me, that's that's the the, the exciting part that that I get out of it. Yeah, and and Jack Zatrunchy still in that mix yeah, too. And so yeah. he's still a bigger, you know, he's a bigger guy. He put on a put on a decent amount of weight. He's six eight two sixty five now. He was a he was a reed when he came out of Michigan. He was like maybe two twenty something. It seemed like two thirty, and he's put at least thirty some pounds on his frame, and in a good way. He's been a good blocker. But the reason I bring that out is from what you just said is that there's been times in the past when they had leads, blew them, and it's because those Steeler teams with Bettis, they would they would close it out. I mean, it would be the bus left, the bus right, the bus up the middle, and you know it's coming, and you still can't effing stop it. Right. And, and and they've been have they've had times when they had lead Baltimore a couple other games yeah. one of the other yeah. one of the other Cleveland games where they just didn't it wasn't like they were getting blown out of a lot of games. Yeah. They, they they couldn't finish they had, and they were a game or so away from from doing something like some other you know, team I the know playoff wise right and so <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think that's the last part and yeah. last piece and we'll see when training camp happens yeah. we don't get into all these different players right 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 but I just wanted to bring those things into focus as training camp opens. No, that's what, what, I was I, what I'd for. like to see. And, and so. just to close it out, uh, Johnson signed yep. uh, through next year. Oh, so he did so like a two-year deal. Then. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Eight, eight, Show me. 
eight eight show mil this year, seven mil next year. Yeah, um, it's like a Missouri show me uh, contract. Yeah, right. and that's that. Yeah. It, it, and I couldn't remember the the particulars, but that that was where I was trying to effort when when you, you were talking about the uh, leadership and and after I went into professionalism and you said, hey, you know which receiver is going to help the most. That's why, I, I, and I agree with you, but I, I, I would love to get Pickens on track too. Not, not on track. Oh, well, that, yeah. That's not fair. But just yeah. to, you know, get him indoctrinated in, in yes. the way. Because, uh, you know, Robinson's a big dude, 6'2", 220. I mean, he's no small wide receiver. No. And, and, and neither is Pickens. Pickens no, is and huge. You know what? Johnson is a – he's a – all around guy that can do a lot of things. Like I said, he makes you, yeah. you, you know, you, you, your eyes open up when he makes some plays and then he makes some ones. You go, Holy shit. What the hell was he thinking? Uh, Pickens, I think is, you're right. I mean, I think Kenny Pickett to Pickens is going to be something you see a lot just because if you throw it in a zip code, he's probably going to come down with a mail most yeah. of the time. If right. they, and that, right. and that's gonna. I think that's going to in year two is even going to be bigger. Now you throw a guy like Robinson in, whether it be the slot or maybe Pickens takes a slot, whatever it might be. But now you have, a lot more threats on the field at the same time right? where the defense has to make decisions. Um, do I worry about being double moved by Pickens and then, and then you get Johnson over the middle or you get Robinson, who's such a good possession guy when he's right. Uh, I can see him being a real possession down third down big catch type of guy and that leadership and professionalism that you talked about. So I just think that receiver room being more just bigger and, and, and have, have Anytime you have what I love about Omar's thing, we'll close it up here, is that he's put a lot of different options and thrown a lot of things into into the depth chart at a lot of positions, and and, and making good competition yeah. for this training camp, which I think is going to be. Uh, you you always want to you you, think, you you look at that seven and two, and they want to build off that from last the second half of last year. So yeah, and as uh, I said, that two tight end set with um, uh, Darnell. Uh, Washington, Washington, and, yeah, and Fryermuth. I, I, yeah, I, I, you talk about you know Johnson over the middle. I, I, and and here's here's the other thing too is is you, you look at all of those assets and in a uh, you know route patterns and all of a sudden Najee slips out you know in yes that, in that flat and, and nobody's right. near him. Right, because you can't you just he's can't count for everybody. Yeah, yeah, he's you're right. And if you get him in any kind of open space where he can make people miss, he, he's. He's dangerous with the ball in open space. Yeah, I mean he he got he got we we, we mentioned this a couple of times when we started doing the show is that he got a thousand yards in his rookie year with a line that stunk. I mean and I, I'm not talking about I'm not I'm not just saying that as a as a as a as a guy. Right. It, the, the the statistics showed that they stunk. <laughs> he, he still found a way to get a thousand yards somehow. Now he's got a lot more. Crook, yeah. He's got a lot more bullets in his gun. You know now to be able to a lot more people to help him. Yeah, Dude, and he could he could be a fifteen hundred yard guy with with some of the additions that they've made. Yeah, no, so. no, no, no doubt, and and, and probably and I would say probably pushing uh, two thousand all purpose. Um, yeah, correct. So let's so. do this. Let's transition over to the pucks because um, I think we've got a pretty uh, pretty spirited segment with uh, the the local baseball franchise. Eh, if you want to call it that. Yeah. So um, they're evil spirits, but they're spirits nonetheless. <laughs> Go ahead. So uh, you know, we touched on the uh, the Stanley Cup uh, last week and uh, some you know uh, management signings and we're we're trending toward and, and trending towards uh, development camp on July first through the third. Those rosters have been announced here in Pittsburgh. Um, I'll be in Paris, unfortunately. Yeah, that's okay. I'll, I'll probably be man on scene for that one for you. Good, good job. I'll, I'll take the I'll take the uh, take one for the team. Yeah, yeah. 
And um, so, you know, those are some interesting things. Uh, Nobody's been bought out in the NHL. I I think there's been maybe one minor buyout, but, you know, everybody was, you know, projecting Carter and or Granlin getting a buyout. And, um, (laughs) you know, uh, I got a quote here from uh, Kyle Dubas. He says he's he's not a big fan of buyouts. He thinks there are more quote unquote creative air quotes. They've creative ways to try to move on from certain players. So my guess is he's, you know, efforting as you and I say, uh, trying to figure out a way to, to lighten that load. Um, I saw the press conference by the way on on, online. I mean, I I watched it. So, but, but continue. Yeah. Yeah. I I heard him say that among other things. And some of the other things is, you know, he, he said that he, he doesn't, uh, believe unless they're adding a very impactful younger player, that they're going to uh, part with any younger assets like Owen Pickering's last year right. first round pick, yep, um, or, or or first round picks, you know, because they they still have to build uh, up the system, and you know maybe maybe he means that maybe he's just you know trying to up the price from somebody else. I don't know. I I, <laughs> I like what I've heard so far. Um, to to me, and and, and one of the things that I, I really wanted to, to dive into is. Um, you know, for for this team to move forward, and it's been abundantly clear with their playoff flameouts the last couple years, is they got to make a decision to figure out what the direction is for the the goddamn goaltending day. Yes, no, hundred percent. And I, he was asked that by a couple people. I mean, you can go on YouTube and actually see the whole uh, interview or whatever. But but that was a pointed question that he was asked, and you know, I think. Some of the local, uh, you know, rag writers and the, the people in media were trying ink, to get them. Ink-stained wretches, as they used ink, to be called. Ink-stained wretches. Nice one. Uh, from their daily disappointments that they write for. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, something an old uh, journalism professor of mine used to say. But anyway, um, they were trying to, almost like a poker yeah. player, yeah. Uh, trying to get him to, like, tip his hand yeah, with yeah. Sun- sunglasses on, saying yeah, – yeah the jari thing and whatever and you know he was he was very uh he's very stoic with his thing with stoic how he how, you know how he responded about well we've had conversations with him we've had conversations with sully and with uh, goaltender coach was a chiotto right yeah uh, and, and and so i'm gonna throw this back before we talk about these other guys i'm gonna throw it back to you i i i think this is just me thinking the way this guy operates, and he, he's he's very quick to make decisions. I th- I think that he knows already whether he's he's they're going to offer Jari. Oh, for I, sure. I mean, I think right now that he knows. Now, what he does with that may mean that you know letting him walk. They know that probably if he was being a couple time All Star and and then having a, a, an arrow pointing up at different times when he wasn't hurt and and having some some failings in the playoffs, he's still going to be a pretty coveted free agent, Jari is, because of the people out there. He's younger. He's been an all-star. Uh, he's had a huge win total when he's been healthy. But the last part is the biggest part. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. And, 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 that, and that, I think, as much as some of the failings, but maybe even a little more, is the, are you going to tender somebody, unless it's a hugely friendly team contract, with a guy that has multiple has had multiple issues like that. And a guy we're going to talk about a little bit later, you know, and some people that 
you know, you're already at a position where, you know, you can, you can have some things happen, but unlike, and I'm going to throw it back to you a second, but unlike forwards and we've lost Gino for a while, we've lost Sid for a while at times. Mm-hmm. And the team has always found ways to win without them. Yeah. If you look at some of the records when one or the other was out, the team found a way, whether it be players like Zucker and, and other secondary rusty and some other people really stepping up and whatever. But when you lose your number one goalie, you're sort of effed. I mean, because if if you think if you're gonna like go especially anywhere, especially when your backup is Jekyll and Hyde. Well, right, and you have you have Casey that's okay sometimes, but right, he can be that, and 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 he's a backup for a reason. Yeah. I mean, you don't have expectations of him. Like, look at this guy that the, the Vegas uh, Aiden Hill. Yeah, you know he 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 did what he did. Yeah, but is he even worthy of a big long term deal now that he had this short sample size where he did what he did? When Vegas was scoring a bunch of goals, I don't know. Well, it's so hard. You, to, I mean, you, it's hard to say, right? I mean, t- you, you look at, uh, you know, uh, you know, our, our former uh, uh, two-time uh, Stanley Cup goalie, uh, Matt Andre Murray. Matt Andre Murray, <laughs> yeah. And sure, he, you know, I, to me, with with Jari though, I, I it, it, you know, it's short short of their injuries, I, I question his ability to fight through some of it. That's the that's the other thing, right? That's the other yeah, thing. You, you, and he's he's quick to point out them too to you. He, yes. I don't want to say use them. Ex- he always talks about them. Yes. Instead of saying like, well, you know, I just got to work through. I I never hear him say that. And I think that point you just mm-hmm. made is important. There's some times that maybe well, look, this is a tough game. Yeah. There, there's people out there roofing that have yeah. bad knees uh, and, uh, and they're uh, ham and eggers uh, and they and they go to work every day. I mean, uh, fuck. Uh, 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 every day. And you look at <laughs> Matthew Kinchuk with uh, you know his his teammates yes. dressing him with a, a broken mm-hmm. sternum mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. Finals. Um, that's to, to me. That's where I I I and and I think when 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 Jari's healthy. And when he's playing well, he's a top ten goalie in my no mind. No question. And, 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 and probably question. top five, Dave. Probably yeah, top no, five. No question. But those but ifs I, are I, the problem. Or when is the problem? Right, right. It's 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 it, you know we've seen enough of these guys come through the the Pittsburgh baseball club, the the, the football franchise. Um, it, you, you just got to have discipline and, and and toughness, and I don't. I don't think this kid has it, and you know why? Why am I going to spend six million dollars on him when you know I, I, mm-hmm. I'd rather go get this guy uh, UC Soros from uh, I think yep. he's with the uh, the Preds, right? Yeah. Um, I would maybe take a look at Carter Hart. I mean, he he was a high still ceiling. so young. He's yeah, because he was guy. such a he's high like ceiling guy. Years old. Was such a high ceiling guy. Yep. John Gibson. Probably not. There's a local play there. I threw that name in there, and then I did a little more digging, and and, and you see some, some really bad chart stuff. <laughs> yeah, but some of that is his team, though, and and, his, yeah, and, 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 I, and it, some of it is that I, I think he still has. He's still only 29, and yeah. I think he's a name that's still in play. If, if that team will, will, will retain some of his salary because he's a 6.4 cap hit. Well, that's right now. Yeah, so, yeah that's exactly. So that's gonna, that can't happen. Yeah, I that, think that, that they'd have happen. to take a million and a half or something. No, and and I would probably trade a lot of picks and or assets that wouldn't hurt the team in the next year or two to Winnipeg to get Hellebuck. Yeah, well, let me ask you this since you just said that. Is there any of these guys – and I think that there's one guy, and I'll I'll let you say who it is, and I'll 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 respond. Is there any one of these guys that is part of that package 
would you relinquish the 14th pick overall for? There's two guys. I, I would do Hellebuck or Saros. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I was thinking uh, both of those myself. Um, I mean, Hellebuck. I, I mean, the, the, Gibson's the, the, a wild card. I'd the Hellebuck, they're going to demand much more than that. Saros, and, and Saros is two years younger. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'm just looking at some of the numbers here. I mean, they're 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 pretty close. I mean, but Hellebuck is probably a cut above of Soros. But you you get Soros in here with this team, and and you know, I I, I think there's there's you know we've talked about this you know for for a year now. The the, the core, especially the aging core, I think they they played well above. What they needed to do last year, no it was, question. It, it was just the, the bottom, bottom six. That was it the was just the bottom yeah. six, um, and and some defensive issues. Um, they they need to fix that mix. I'm not I'm not sure how they how Cal's going to do that, but um, he, he better do be do it. Um, yeah. Well, going it, back to the goalie thing, I did interrupt. I'm sorry, but go ahead. I, I was that's all I want to lose this thought. Is that one thing? I think it's almost like a once bitten, twice shy scenario with Doobie because you know. He, he he hitched his horse to Peter Morazic, and that didn't work out. You know, like and and, it went, and, and he immediately started taking some heat up there because, like, the Maple Leafs and the people don't know out there, it's like the Yankees in baseball up there. It's just it's just it's very the media, the I mean the alumni up there, just everybody that pays thousand dollars for a ticket. You know, is 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 pretty tough on you when something doesn't work out. So it's. My thing with the with the the goalie situation, I think he's going to look at one of these trades, but I, I still will say that the wild card in this group, because of some of the things you said about how much that how much the Winnipeg's maybe going to want for Hellebuck, and that might be just too much because Dubas has said in many different interviews that he doesn't want to mortgage a lot of the few because of the fact of those aging core players that you mentioned. Because if he starts mortgaging too much of that to just try to get another cup in the next year or so. Then, then you're really going to put the team back a ways. And this is why I think Gibson, it's like, it's almost like if they retain some of the salary in, in uh, Anaheim and some of the things and, and some of the system and, and the fact he had no help in their defense just absolutely sucked, that it's almost like the, the you went to do the thing with uh, Craig Patrick and, and all these people down at Kenny Reggett's place recently. Oh, I got some uh, stories it, too for you. Yeah, man. I'm sure you have that. But it's like back to the movie miracle where, you yep. know, Patrick goes, um, you know, you, you know, you have, uh, oh, you have, um, what you call it, uh, um, Jim Craig to backing up Craig Janizak. He goes, the other way around. He's the oh, other way around. He goes, well, you know, a lot of people said that, you know, Craig's game's gone down since his mom died. And he's, have you ever seen his game when he's on? Yeah. And, and that's the kind of thing Gibson, for a good amount of stretch, and he's still not even 30 yet, was an outstanding top five goalie in this league. I mean, and, he, and, and the numbers bored out with not a very great team. And so that's another guy that if they can get him without mortgaging too much of the future, he, Dubas has, has to keep his mind on that. Maybe he his, his big Christmas present that he'd love would be Hellebuck, but if they are asking for way too much – of the future, then the, that's when you have to peel back and say, do I want to do that? Because I've got guys now that are 
generational guys that are going to be out of here in a couple of few years. Yeah. So well, it's, plus, a, it's a slippery slope. Plus Hellebuck, uh, he, he's a UFA. So he, he mm-hmm. you know, I, I saw something. He was looking for a sign and trade from, from, yeah. from, from Winnipeg. But, um, so sometimes yeah, it has to I, be I hear what you're saying. I, I if, both, if, right? if, if, if Hellebuck's too, too, too rich for, for Dubis's, uh, taste, um, my, my next guy is, is, uh, Soros. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I, you know, you, you could probably talk me into to Gibson after uh, another double Dales. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think it's like with all these guys that are capable. I mean, I mean, Hart being obviously he came out like a house on fire. Yes, like you know, it looked like he was going to be win the Vezina Trophy in yeah. his rookie year. So, and again, he was on a shitty team. So you're right, and right, and so there's also the kind of thing of roll of dice, thinking, hey, we can get this guy maybe at four million ish or or or, or something like that to, in a reboot. And, and and really work with him and, and, right. and get him back recalibrated to where he was too. So I think all four of these guys are in play. Mm-hmm. I just think Hellebuck's going to cost maybe more than, uh, yeah. than they're going to be able to do and, and not wanting to mortgage the future. But, but I, I, here's what I just think. I think that one of these guys is going to be in a penguin uniform next year. And I don't yes. think Tristan Jari is. Yep. Uh, that's my, that uh, would I, you I, maybe I, be in agreement with uh, that? A hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't, I don't, I don't see how I don't see. I mean, I guess they could start the season and then and, and do some trade magic after the fact. I, but I, to, to me, I don't. I don't even think you, you you go down that path if that's what you feel. And now here's my thing about this thing. But about this, I, I've heard this floated out by a couple of reporters saying, "Well, if Jars's team is willing to float a, a couple years show me kind of contract, he's not going to fucking do that because he's already he's a, a young guy who's been an all star a couple of times, and he's still going to be coveted." Yeah. And and I don't think that there's any agent in their right mind that that would do that right now and risk something else happening in those couple of years. Yeah. So I think that that in a, alone is a deal killer because I don't think his agency is going to want to do that. And, and you know, at this point now, I think it's best that you try to move and, and move on. And the thing is, I don't you maybe see the whole thing, but currently they're like 20 million under the cap now. The Penguins they were way up against it last year and whatever. But now with some of the releases and some of the things. And, and if Dumoulin ends up going somewhere, even if it's a kind of like let him go for whatever, and you know just get just get some some lower assets back, yes. that puts that takes a lot of money off the table too, yep. off the cap. To, 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 to design the goal right out of my mouth, want. that was my next bullet point. Um, go ahead. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree, and and I think that's going to give Dubas, you know, some finally some flexibility. Yes. Um, and then if if he can fig, do do some magic with one and and by miracle two with with, yep. with Carter and and the Granulin situation, you know then then it it, it it's a whole new situation. It's it's yep. it's you know it's it's you know the the you know the the, the day after uh, a, 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 you know a nuclear bomb where it's 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 a new day and we yep. can move forward because yep. it, it it's hard to fight. You know, when you got one hand tied behind your back, correct. Um, but anyway, I, I did want to touch on two things. I, I did have the uh, opportunity to go down to um, yeah. Kenny Ricketts' place down in in, in Bridgeville, and um, he was hosting. Uh, there's this uh, uh, professional three on three league called Three Ice. Yeah, and uh, Craig, wasn't aware of it. Yeah, Craig Patrick and uh, Eddie Johnson uh, were, were general managers, along with uh, uh, Lucky Pierre. Um, and, and a couple other uh, uh, f- former uh, NHL players, 
anyway, so one of the things that was uh, interesting, and and it brought a whole new light, and I, I did I was not aware of this, but it, it it brought the whole Ron Francis all Samuelson trade to a, a, a complete kind of full fit, circle. Full circle. Good point for me of of how how that ever happened. Craig Patrick and Eddie Johnson were teammates in the mid seventies. Yep. Craig Patrick said that, you know, he bonded with EJ and that was his guy. Okay. Yep. And so he reached out to his guy and his guy helped him out. Yeah. Like yeah. now I know that the, the, the Hartford Wellers owner wanted to dump Ronnie Francis and this and that, but you can't tell me that you know there weren't other teams that wanted Ronnie Francis. Oh sure, and then and then Ophi thrown in there too, a yeah. guy that can get you know the grand an impact. Yeah. yeah, I mean Jennings obviously been a throw in, but but you know two, two impactful guys because you could, I mean Samuelson was a was an antagonizer mm. and, and and he 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 put a physicality in that defense that yes. they didn't really have. Yeah, and he, he put fear into people as they were coming into the board at the, at the offensive board. So that was. Just, I don't obviously not as important pieces right. Ronnie franchise, but I mean he was definitely impactful in that two year run when they won back to back. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean you know, and so I mean that was that was easily one of the the biggest deals. So I, yeah, I I kind of peripherally kind of heard some of that that they kind of brokered something and 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 figured out figured out a way to do that. But but so it was a pretty good experience then down there. Huh? Yeah, and then the uh, the, the other thing. Um, that, Did they have a Q and A or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when this stuff started coming out, and and that was uh, uh, you know uh, Patrick alluded to that, and then um, I sent you that video clip of a guy asking EJ to 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 re- uh, replay. The, the Lemieux uh, draft announcement in French, <laughs> right. which was uh, I couldn't get my phone out fast enough. Obviously, mm-hmm. you got this way on sis, and that was about it. Yeah. And uh, the, the other thing that as Mario sat in the crowd and was kind of nonplussed, he goes, "Okay, yeah, because right. he, he nonplussed and didn't come up and put on a jersey, <laughs> yeah, um, right. sweater as they say in hockey." <laughs> right. The, the right. other thing that was interesting was that um, Patrick was talking. Somebody asked him a question about miracle, and um, the. Uh, the scene where uh, Herbie uh, does the again, uh, where after you know, the Swedish yeah, tie, yeah, after, Norway, 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 tie, Norway yeah. tie, and he's like, well, he's like, really, what happened was he's like, that's you know that that's a pretty decent interpretation, but what really happened was Herb was Herbie was steaming, like you could see the steam coming out of his ears. He he walked into the room, so that the players actually left the ice. Right? Yeah, they went in the dressing room. Um, they're milling around and, and Herbie walks in and says, don't take off your skates because what happened, what, what Patrick said was is they were in Norway and these guys really weren't paying attention. They were actually playing it, paying more attention to the blondes. In yeah. The stands. It's in the second row. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, um, so Herbie walks in and says, don't take off the skates. And then, uh, Herbie walks back out, and and once the arena is cleared, because it was like a five or six thousand seat arena. Once the arena is cleared, he walked back in and said, "Everybody out, we're skating." And so they 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 you know they were doing the again because the guy the guy was like, "Hey, uh, weren't you guys saying again?" And it's like, "No, no, I wasn't even out there." He's like, "I was, I was negotiating with the rink manager to keep the lights on because right, you know, this guy had three kids, wanted to go home and have dinner, and." uh so at the end, you know, Craig's like, well, we'll turn off the lights. He's like, I can't trust you to do that. 
So Herbie yelled over, then turn off the lights, and they skated in the dark. So they finished skating in the dark. It, it, oh, they, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, right. <laughs> yeah, that, that, and that was, we, you mentioned about that, uh, about that um, interaction that he had with uh, some of his players. And I, th- I think, and I, I can't remember if it was, it, it wasn't Eric Strobel. I, I don't remember the guy's name, but it was one of the, it was one of the top guys uh, that was on one of the top, top six kind of guys. But I remember one of the things him saying is, uh, I guess you got a hot day a little bit later. You're not looking too good for that right now. After they were skating back and forth or whatever, because he kept seeing them, yeah. like they, they're looking at the blondes up yeah. in the stands or whatever. But, well, that's good. I'm glad you got to experience it. What, what you said about uh, Reggett kind of walking bad, or was he got some yeah, I think physical he, I think or? he had, I think he had a stroke. Oh, shit. I yeah, he, 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 he was, you know, he's probably a few years old. He's He's probably between you and me, I would say. He's probably... 55 57 something okay. like that yeah that sounds and, about right and and uh you know he was walking like he was uh 87 wow that sucks yeah but but i yeah. saw i saw his living and she's you know pretty freaking hot <laughs> she's kind of running the show down there for him um, right and uh yeah so it, it it was uh it was nice to see and I, you know we saw greg malone we saw uh Boy, I didn't. I didn't even know uh, what's uh, Dale or not Dale. Dwayne Rupp was still uh, taking breaths, but uh, I, I didn't either. Remember, I, I said, I said kiddingly, I said, tell that guy he starts way too much for glove, gloves back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he he had like or a long, CCM gloves. He had like a long ponytail. The last time I saw him, he was still sharpening skates, probably five years ago at Robert Morris. He's got to be like eighty something. Oh, he's got to be eighty something. Got to be eighty something. Jesus, that's yeah. good for him. Yeah, Greg Malone Rough was there. Sporting goods back in the day. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was turning South my head like, what, where, where the hell's Lucky Pierre and the two bronze? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's, he always well, had good. two blondes on his arm, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. You want to do? I want to say one thing before Go you ahead. get out of this and get on a quick break. Is that the last thing I wanted to say about some of the cap things and the people that are going to be moving and maybe Dumlin or whatever is, I, I will give Mr. Duba some credit. Is he's pretty transparent when he's asked pointed things about. Somebody asked him about the impending UFAs and whatever. And he, yeah. have you talked to him? Have you? Di-? So, well, look, this is all part of the process. There's a thing that's after, after July, whatever date it is, after the draft, that they have to make a decision on things. But, but he he did mention that he said that well, if it's not eight or if it's not, you know, but he said he he and he he actually mentioned Dumoulin by name, and he said the decision we have to make is. Whether you know he's had a great career here, and he's done a lot of things, getting towards the end part of that. But you know, do we want to do something, or you know, we have you know Joseph and Smith yeah. and whatever, and and is it time for them to 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 go to go in and yes. and, and have a bigger role? So he right. he specifically said that, right? Like that he's looking at that already. Yep. Like that he knows that he has these goalies targeted. He knows he has some other uh, people that he want to fill that bottom six in. Uh, with and he's already, I think, thinking about about maybe eight being gone and maybe Tristan being John because he's already yeah. kind of looking at those guys. I mean, a, a little a little kind of side deal is Valtteri Pustin, who I love. Yeah, watching he he signed a, he he resigned yeah, one year. with yeah. them, so that was a nice that was a nice little move because I still think he could be up here. Oh, well, I think well, he could or should. You know, uh, he should he, he he's uh, he's got he a... was and when he was there he was pretty good. Yeah, he's got a skill set. I'm I'm actually a little shocked that. Um, he and and it's I'm glad to see it. I, you know, sometimes you see those uh, uh, European players just say, "What the fuck am I doing? I'm, I'm just going to go home." Right. Right. 
And uh, it, it was nice to see them make a decision early, I would say, and, yes. and, and, and get him done and, and give him uh, the love that he needs to see. And, you know, I, I, I think that guy has a really high ceiling and hopefully yep. um, you know, they'll bring him in and, and, and give him the ability to, um, you know, prove it. Yeah, and, there, and there's some people that are out there, too, that I'm sure if they continue to clear some room like they're doing, yeah. there's a, there's a Tyler Toffoli's out there. There's a, there's a few people in there that could, you know, they, they could be part of that that third line, second six type of scenario that I, I know that Dubas being somebody that already has a, you know, already has a uh, understanding of, of his roster, too, and, 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 and different people that. That, that maybe even can be plucked, you know, from right. from their their their, their ro- roster, and I, I think he's going to look at people like Nylander, like he came up and did pretty well, but yeah. but 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 you know, GM uh, RH, just he just he just would not put those guys in a position whenever they were floundering and the and and they weren't doing anything right. with the same lineup. It's like what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same, same thing, thing over and over again, and then he outcome. never yeah. he never like you know, and I, I mentioned this before. That when the Penguins brought Mikhailek up and, and those guys went on that 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 Muskegon line a while back that helped the Penguins certainly get to their their first cup, is that he never trusted Houston in to come up. He never or, or, trusted or, or, or more recently Russell Right and and well I mean right I mean I mean you know Rusty and Jake you know came in at the uh, when what's it, it was still it was still G, uh, you know uh, yeah. it was still what you call it's uh, uh, regime Rutherford. at that point Rutherford but. But I mean, uh, to your point though, those guys maybe to a lesser degree they, they were they were just killing it, especially Nylander. He, he and his of course brother is a, is a star for the Maple Leafs. Yeah, but but he he was just killing it, and so was Pustin. And I think that just an infusion of young talent like that can can really can really buoy like a team that's foundering a yeah. little bit. I, I would rather see young people that uh, you know want to try to make a name for themselves. Yeah, I, I would rather see one of those guys instead of Danton Heinen. Correct. That, right. That's my point. That, right. That's my point. This guy's just trying to stopgap himself and, and stay on an NHL roster. And I, correct. I would have rather said at the beginning of the year, Dan, thanks for what you did. Yes. But we're going to go with these these kids because we think that they're about ready to make an impact. And they're hungry, right? Right. They're hungry. Yeah. And, you and, know, and, 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 and just, he just didn't do it. Yeah. And, and, and to um, further that point, uh, you know, and we, we talked about it a couple of shows ago when you were talking about the the world championships and, and just the uh, uh, amazing run that DOC had. And, you know, yes, uh, I he, he, took he, him forever to get up here, it, for Christ's it, sake. It, 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 he can't come back and be a fourth liner. Oh, no, no. Right. It's worthless. Right, like what's you the might as well get rid of him if we're gonna do right. that. Right, get an asset, get something. Um, <laughs> yeah, he but, needs to be a top six guy. You know, and 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 if that means he's he he's on Gino's line, and you got to trade Rusty. I, I Maybe, yeah, I, I you know so, something I'm I'd, I'd be interested in. Not yep. that I don't like Rusty. Yep. But I'd rather trade Rusty than Jake. Absolutely, hundred percent. Right. And, I, and don't and don't you think? I mean, I, I mean, this, I think we're, we we have the synergy enough knowing each other as long as we have. That there is one big piece going to go, and if I was, if you were to hold a gun to my head, I think it might be Rusty. Oh, and I, yeah. just because he's still so young, and he's still been a thirty-goal scorer several times, and he's a guy that can slot into. And he could bring, place. he could bring something back. Absolutely, and he also here's the other thing: 
He could also bring something back that could really help in the, the third line-ish, whatever sure. that could really help. Right. And bring other – maybe a couple other assets that's that's a few years down the road because they, they're going to need to start amassing some of them. Or, or, because, or, or because maybe they're going to lose or, the core four. Or, or, or maybe he brings back a pick that you, you, you use in, in another transaction, yes. right? Yes. To your point, it's an asset's an asset. And, you know, one of the, and, and, and to, to close this segment out, I, you know, I, I'm not the biggest Jeff Petrie fan, but it, it, at the end of the day, here, here's, here's how I view Jeff Petrie. To me, he is the Chris Letang insurance policy. Because you, well, yeah. you never know. I mean, and, and Chris Letang is a Hall of Famer, one of my favorite Penguins of all time, but you never know when his, his next oh, yeah, yeah. major yep. physical... Yeah, things gonna happen, yeah. and Petrie's the guy that could take over the power play. Absolutely, and, you got a major shot, big time NHL shot, big time NHL shot, and and I think yeah. he could, and and he's not gonna take Chris Letang's minutes, but I think he can take the role as the number one defenseman. Well, yeah, and also here's the thing, and I I, I said this before, but I, it's worth repeating. Um, sounds like a song. Said it once before, but it's worth repeat. Uh, anyway, but look, him and Ruda both, Deion Ruda missed a significant amount of time. Yes. And, and Petrie came out of the gate, as with Ruda, and it looked like, wow, GMRH, these were good moves. They were whacking people around. Petrie yeah. with a big shot. Yeah. He was leveling people behind the net. He was the kind of guy. But as things wore on, and Ruda being a couple times Stanley Cup champion with the, the Lightning, right. you know, they were the pieces I thought, I thought they were good moves. Yeah. But so you can't really judge what right. happened last year with how many man games both of those guys right. lost. Right. And I think if you go back into this coming year, I think that there's still there's still necessary pieces, especially if eight moves on. Yes. And you know they're now they're going to look at you know you already have Podgets come up, right. and maybe Ty Smith. You know you right. went and got him. You, got to play him. Now, but but these guys, I think they're, they're if they if they're going to actually do something, the, those two guys I think are need going to need to be a part of it because yeah. they're. They've already got them in their, under contract and, and whatever. So right. I would like to just see a reboot of that because they came out right. doing pretty well. It was only their health right. that really stunted yeah. uh, some of their performance Agreed. last year. So, that's, I mean, that's and look, a couple quick things. We didn't Go ahead. Tom Barrasso. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Barrasso, Hall of Flame. So, boy, so, I, I'll tell you, I I, 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 I I thought he was always a bubble guy. Um, and, and I thought what would keep him out is his relationship with, um, the press, um, being a complete asshole. Me. Yes. <laughs> a lot of times um, I'm for assholes. I used to call here's, him. here's the difference though. And, and, and I completely forgot about this and I, w- I was listening to, um, I think it was DK, uh, the hockey hall of fame isn't the same as the baseball hall of fame. So the baseball hall of fame is the baseball writers association. The hockey hall of fame is a bunch Committee. of different dudes. <laughs> right, it's a committee. Yeah. It's, a, it's a committee, and it, but it's 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 not writers who've been, you know, um, uh, you know, pissed off by by Tom Barrasso for one reason or right. another. Right. Um. You know, he 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 won an awful lot of games. He's got two cups. He 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 was won the Vezina Trophy and and, and Calder and, Trophy in the and same Calder year. Trophy as a rookie. Right. At Eighteen. Eight, 18. Um, it's insane. Is, is uh, we we both are trying to get that out at the same time. Um, I, I, I think that he, and, and and to me, he was also, and, and I always, to, to me, is as a hockey guy, I always place a lot of value 
on a goaltender that can handle the puck and, no move, and move the puck. And Tom Barrasso and, and Tom Barrasso was probably top five all time of that, Dave. No doubt, uh, no doubt. And, and, and you know, I remember an interview. That he did, and the thing is that that's the hell of it is, is that he really has kind of become kind of a recluse, and it's it's yes. a shame. I'll tell you why. His assholeness aside, whether you know, how much of that is overstated or understated, whatever. But if you listen to this guy talk, he should be a hockey analyst. He should be on those TNT things, but because he is so eloquent yeah. and well spoken about the game, and he breaks it down, and he doesn't like he's not this big energy just say whatever flies out of his mouth. He he thinks about what he's saying. Yeah, he, he's like almost like wise beyond his years. But if you look at his numbers wise if you look at what he did i mean uh his numbers are, he, his numbers are there his numbers are really there and and and, and there's not too many and shutouts in the, you know the uh you know games in shutout in the final game against the, the the blackhawks and you know when the times they were under siege and he and he did it and the handling of the puck thing i think it, again can't be overstated because i remember the interview and that's where i was going before i started babbling on with some different stuff is he was in an interview, I think it was probably on the Penguins, you know, DVD when their first championship, whatever. He said that, you know what the thing is? Minnesota, they kept they kept throwing the puck. No, it's Chicago. I think it's the second cup. He said they kept throwing the puck in, and I just kept throwing it back out. Like right. they would throw it in to try to punish our defenders because that was their game. You know, they had those guys, those forwards that were that were bludgeonous that would like to to get behind you and 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 get a guy like the Mew or Francis or somebody in an awkward position and try to beat on them to wear them down. And he, he would get out there and anticipate where the – and he would just flip it back out. So they, they, they kept doing it. He said, and I just kept flipping it back out to the forwards. And, and, they, and it, was, it was completely destroying their game plan, which, which, which was to be you know, a dump and chase, dump and kill type of scenario because he can handle the puck like you said so well – they had to stop doing it, and then that wasn't their game anymore because they would do it to everybody else. Because don't forget, Chicago came into that final winning like 12, 13 games in a row. I mean, they, 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 they had won a whole shit pile of games in a row before getting into that final against the Penguins on the second cup. And having a guy be able to handle the puck like that was, I think, is even more important than we're both talking about. It's, oh, yeah, it's for big. sure. And, and, and one of the things that, you know, remember, you know, Barrasso and, and I think – to a, a little bit of a lesser extent, Mike Vernon, because he's he's a little bit younger than Brasso. But remember, when when Brasso came in, that he, he, there's a lot of goaltenders that that have been penalized uh, for for what I would call the firewalk and uh, firewalk and firewagon hockey of the eighties. Yeah. Yes, it, it was such a high scoring was decade and and the, the equipment you know and, and that was the the genesis of you know the goalie equipment getting bigger in the 90s the devil's coming up with the the trap not i don't know that they came up with it but definitely implemented it to a, mm -hmm. a, a lot of success in the mm -hmm. 90s um and so his his goals against and, and save percentage was was definitely going to be uh you know not at the same peak as some of these other uh, goalies because he, you know, he, he, he came into the league in, in the eighties and, you know, he was still was a big guy. And he was a stand-up goalie. He's probably one of the, yep. he'll probably be the last stand-up goalie inducted into the hall of fame. Yeah. And here's the other thing that people don't really understand unless they really deep dive into his 
career is that he, he missed up almost t- two entire seasons in that 94, 95, yes. 96, 97. That was the rat year when we lost to the yep. rats in the, in the, in the conference final. I mean, this is a guy that what I really loved about Barrasso, and you can say this about math to Mark Andre Fleury, but there's some times though in, in math's career in the playoffs where he had these fall downs where you went, wow, we just lost this game by four goals and he is a great goalie and everything. But you know how Math was? He was a little bit. He had some times when he checked out a little bit. Yeah. As great as he was being them. But Barrasso, if you were to hold a gun to my head, or if you were to press me, if I wanted, to, if I needed to win one effing game in the playoffs, Scott, yep, I would take Barrasso over Math, just because he was so dialed in and the way he could handle the puck. We all know Math couldn't. The way he could handle the puck and, and when it was really big game time and he was healthy. I, I would, I would, I would have him in in there. Yeah, and I think the, the you know Brassa's biggest downfall was his hubris. I mean, you know, speaking of rats, you know, uh, giving up that that goal to the Panthers, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I think he also gave up the goal to uh, uh, in '93 as well, right? To uh, David Volick. Uh, yeah, yeah, David Volick. Yeah. So those are t- those are, you know, uh, uh, true. Uh, outside of the, yeah, very few of those though. Very few, but you know, he had that hubris. But at the end of the day, I I, I totally agree with your statement of of all of the Penguin goalies that we've had. Uh, that you know, Mark Andre Fle- winning Penguin Penguin goalies, Mark Andre Fleury, uh, Barrasso, Matt Murray, Matt, Matt Andre Murray, um, Gary Ennis, and. You know, people like that, and then and even Michelle, you know, Michelle Dion, Dion yeah, back yeah, in the day yeah. when he was a star, but when we should have beat the Islanders when we were up. But Denny Heron, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I just think that I, you, just one game, the, one game. He's the only, everything's he, on the line. He's the only hall, on he's the, the only Hall of Fame goalie that that played for the Penguins. The other guys, you always been mm-hmm. a management EJ. <laughs> oh, well, right, and and you know, Matt's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Don't get me wrong, but well, but, you for know, sure. It's like I watched this thing, and we'll close this out here so we can move on. But uh, I watched this pirate thing where they talked about the '79, or yeah. The, yeah, during the whole thing, and and prior to that, uh, and it was Teak, yeah. Dr. Colby was talking about how Chuck Tanner said, "If you held a gun to my head, and you said you have to win one game, who's your starter?" He said John Candelaria. He said every day and twice on Sunday because the guy back problems, leg problems knee problems he, he he trotted out there the one time when he could hardly walk and he and he he, he gave seven solid innings given given up three hits and one earned run in a game that they had to have in the playoffs yeah. and and so it's it's somebody like that that you know who the gamers are and so i i think that like i said it's unfortunate that he went into hiding and and, and didn't contribute more and he's never been back for some of these alumni functions probably because he felt like some fans that came at him at froggies and, and the different things with media. That's not the whole city that thought that. I mean, everybody knew he was kind of a dick but to people. But at the same time, I think he could have major contributions in, in the hockey world as an analyst, and he just doesn't choose to do that. But but good for him, though, because, look, what he did was unprecedented. Yes. Winning the Vezina and the Calder as an 18-year-old. That's insane. Uh, that alone could almost get you there. Well, and you know? and and. And two times Cup champion. It, it wasn't like he he came out of juniors. He came from high school, Dave. High school, high school. Because he was an American I think player. Acton Bachborough High School. Yeah, and, he was an whatever. American player. Yeah, he was an American high school player. For yeah. sake. 
that's almost unheard of. You can see Math coming in as an 18, 19 year old as a you know coveted you know French Canadian. Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah. And so the last thing I just want to say, it looks like Math he leaked out during a golf tournament. The twenty three twenty four is going to be his swan song. Yeah. Uh, there was a golf tournament up there that he's been doing in his hometown, uh, which I don't have in front of me right now, but kind of told somebody that he feels like Minnesota's done a great job. He likes the direction that they're going or whatever, but he feels like that this is at the end at 38, 39, that he feels like this is going to be his farewell tour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, but, you know, that was just another final piece I wanted to throw anything else you wanted to tidy no, up here no, let's uh let's close it out and uh, I gotta okay I gotta refill my tumbler and we'll come back yeah. definitely refill the tumbler and come back and talk about the the battle of buckos I mean battle of yeah. buckos something like that all right back with right. you all right, see you. all right Back from the uh, slightly extended break, there had to uh, place a uh, check in with the boss. Check in with the boss out there <laughs> uh, in a uh, lacrosse tournament. Um, yeah. Maryland, my Maryland. Yeah, Maryland, my Maryland. Um, hey, uh, I know you had a real time uh, quick update. Yeah, the whole Randall McDaniel, John Randall thing had me flummoxed earlier. Flummoxed. And I knew that. I knew that there was the guy with the eye, crazy eye black, who was crazy period but crazy in a good way right john randall who's a defensive tackle for your viking like uh back in the days a uh the 90 through 2000 basically played 10 years with the vikings and you know moved on for a couple of years with seattle but six time first team all pro 93 through 90 i remember him this guy was a disruptor i mean he was that that's who i was thinking of when we right. actually when we first started talking about mcdaniel I, my mind was on the defensive side of the ball but 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 this guy was really incredible in the seven seven time Pro Bowl. Now he was there a lot of the same time that McDaniel was on the right. offense. But which, he's a ninety. Yeah. What which where was the confusion? And 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 he's a nineties All Decade team. Yeah. And, both uh, of them. NFL NFL hundredth anniversary All Time team too. So right. this is talking about a guy that you all know time. had a had a, All Time. Yeah, had a had a real real big career. Of, yeah. You know, like one hundred and thirty seven and a half sacks, twenty nine forced fumbles. I mean, I just Animal. remember him. He used to have this crazy thing, like he, he after he had the tackle, he'd be like, "Ah!" I mean, like like Hulk Hogan, you <laughs> yeah. know, was, and nuts. But anyway, thanks for letting me just uh, correct. It's like it's like the it's like the, the uh, pardon the interruption. They have Stat Boy tell us what we messed up. Yes, you know, yes. same same scenario. But right, anyway, right, right. moving on. So uh, let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, Bucks and baseball, and um, do we have to? Uh, Where's know. the sad trombone when you need it? I don't know that one. Uh, um, so I, I I left the uh, standings in there from last week when we spoke, uh, when we were in first place at thirty four and thirty three. God, jeez, how the mighty have fallen! And uh, now we're at thirty five and actually forty one, I think, because I think that loss was after I posted this. In- yeah. Yep. So uh, I mean, that's what happens when you lose uh, ten in a row and. Uh, 11 of 11 10. out of the last 12. Yeah. Yeah. Or not, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you get, you, you, you got the uh, Cincinnati that's won 12 in a row. I mean, they, they, they finally got their, their, their streak snapped tonight by, by Atlanta, which took a comeback for them to, yeah. for them to get beat. So yeah, they're, 
they're yeah they're insane they got some young guys and a couple rookies and stuff that are really catching wind so that crappy team they were talking about earlier you were mentioning they're not so crappy anymore in first place well right and and you know when we were talking last week the cubs were three and a half games back they were three games Mm -hmm. three and a half behind us and now they're (laughs) a game and a half ahead of us yeah that's the frustrating part and um you know to me it, it it gets back to um and I, and I probably have these in reverse. I, I have starting pitching, but like the, the, the hitting, the timely hitting, the oh, the situational hitting. Situational. Just, Absolutely. just you, you know, uh, and, and look, you, you lose games, eight nothing. It, it you know, you, you can blame that on pitching, but you, you, you can't win any games where you don't score. They got shut out two times in a row. Yeah. Uh, how many games in a row did they score less than three runs? Uh, the 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 fielding, I, like I, I don't I don't know where to go from here, Dave. I think that's the least of the worry. Here, here's the thing, and we 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 traded some text uh, the other day about this, and the this the things that like stand out, or and I, I I sent this to you I think by text, but I mean going in going through last night, which they pulled a game out. This first two games, they struck out 26 times in two games against the Marlins. Who don't have exactly Cy Young type candidates uh, on yeah. their on their hill, and 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 you know and and the and the, and the most bizarre thing, and I know you put a bunch of different notes in here, but you know this is essentially of course now B Ray's hurt for a little while, so he's been out for a few games. But Ten day shelf. It's it's essentially the same team with a couple tweaks here and there that went absolutely apeshit in April. Now you know that that's probably an outlier, but sure, this is essentially the same lineup with a couple people they had brought up. You know Henry and and, and brought up uh, Gonzalez. Gonzalez here, uh, uh, Nick uh, here recently, but but essentially yes, during this free fall, uh, Tom Petty style, it, it's been just absolutely bizarro. About we're not talking about even putting balls in play. That's the thing. It's not about like even if the runs not scored. Well, uh, 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 the last correct, thing I'll say before correct. I throw it to you is, up until last night when they pulled that game out of their ass with. Uh, the, the late inning heroics, they had gone until that last inning, oh, for the last 35 with runners in scoring position. I mean, it's almost hard to do. And it's just a fun, it, it, it's just so bizarre how they could have so many giant swings where they go apeshit in April to a good way being out there and then having a horrible May winning eight or nine games, then starting out June like a house on fire and then, and then just collapse it it's just so weird with essentially the same lineup give or take a few a couple people here and there it's not like i had six or seven injuries that, yeah. that depleted them so go ahead continue no, and, and th- there's some advanced statistics um that you y- you can look to and um the you know it's funny because uh we 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 talk about a lot of different things, but um, and, and you and I both look to to different sources for for information and trying to put pull together our analyses. But w- with some of these things that the, the advanced statistics like uh, batted or barreled batted barreled balls, which three bees. 
Yeah, which 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 car- uh, calculates the 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 actual. Um, it's not exit velocity, but it, but it's one of those things where, you know, the the other night uh, that that I had the advantage on Monday to go see uh, uh, Henry Davis Thoreau's uh, debut with Superfan Phil. Yeah. Um, he he had the only barreled ball that went down the line. And, uh, otherwise, they've been hitting you know, little singles here and there and it's four hits a game. And, 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 you know, the, the batting average with runners with in, in, in scoring position is awful. Um, and, and when, when they do hit the ball, it's, you know, a weak quail. And, and, and to me, it's like, you know, how do you correct that? Like, you know, I'm not advocating firing Shelty, but, you know, he was a hitting instructor so yeah. sh- shouldn't he be talking to his hitting instructor, Andy, uh, what's his name's? Um, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, Haynes. Like, w- w- what the fuck are we doing? Like, it, yeah. it, to yeah. your point earlier in, in the podcast, it's the definition of insanity. These guys are going up with, you know, terrible at-bats, swinging at shit, uh, not showing patience, no major contact. And it, it's just over and over again. And you can't, you, you, you can't, you know, especially in this day and age, you can't win a major league baseball game if you don't have good at bats because Dave, do we care yeah. how they get on base? No, no, you don't. And here's the thing too, is to follow up on your point is that when they were in their winning mode and winning streak, April, then early June and whatever, six out of nine or seven out of 10, is that they were doing those things. They were taking walks I mean, right. God bless, God bless Andrew McCutcheon. This is a guy that, that, that you know, he of all people could could want to try to contribute as much as possible with a bat, with all the different uh, earmarks that he's right. He's, he got his 400th double today, and eventually got his 2,000th hit earlier. But if anybody that wants to limited play in the field and mainly DHing and whatever. But this is guy. He's a he's a walk machine. He's like the Greek god of walks. No, dis- <laughs> no disrespect. Two point No disrespect to Kevin Euclid, who, who back in the Moneyball movie. Remember when uh, yes. the the assistant there said, "This hey, this is Kevin Euclid. He's the Greek god of walk." This guy is like a base on ball machine. And you know, whenever you're struggling as a team hitting, it'd be very very easy. For a guy like that to say, you know what, I'm taking this on myself and I'm going to try to drive this ball in the gap or I'm going to try. But he's like, look, if you're not throwing me a strike, I'm not swinging at it. And he's been like a walk machine. God bless the guy. That's why he's such a big leader. And I hope he makes it in the damn Hall of Fame at some point because he is actually saying, well, look, trying to to make an example to the other guys like, hey, this is how we did it before when we were taking walks and we're doing but the bizarre thing to me, Scott, is just how essentially the same lineup. Look at a guy like Jack Sawinski. He's like oh for his last, I don't know, 27 or something, 28. Yeah. I mean, he's so crazily streaky one way or the other. I mean, obviously, they get talking about barrel. The guy, when he gets his barrel on, the ball just yeah. keeps going. He, but he, I mean, he's the baseball version of Brian Rust. Yeah. And well, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, when he's going good, we were talking, I think, even in game one time, check texting. That like his getting on base by walking was was helping him see more pitches mm-hmm. and whatever. And now all of a sudden he's back to swinging at these pitches out the same out of the, out of the zone. Same thing with Key. It's so crazy. He started June like a maniac. He he raised his batting average by fifty points in like seven days. 
And then all of a sudden, his pitch recognition is just gone. Like, like he, all of a sudden, he's like today, he I, today. I, I sent you that text today. Like that's sw- that 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 swing was like a terrible at bat. Yeah. Now he oh had the big God. hit that tied the game and yeah. got them back in it. But I mean, that's that was more of like an outlier over the past several right. games because he's. And I just don't understand a guy now with with a lot of experience now. To him, to not see like pitch recognition when you see a ball already starting on the outside and you know it's kind of break, you're not going to hit it anyway. So why are you even swinging? Even if you're not going to hit it. So if he happens to catch the black, right, good for oh, him. Well, but right. but but you just wait for something that you can get in your <clears throat> box. You have to have this. Yeah area that you're thinking if it's not in here i'm not swinging anyway because i'm not going to hit it and if it's I mean, two, if it's two strikes it's defensive to foul it off yes yeah. it's 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 shortened up and, and and that was the thing that freddie sanchez back in the day did so good back here when yeah, he played yeah. here yeah. He, he would he would like oh two was like nothing to him he would just like foul 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 ball one foul 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 ball two and then the guy the pitcher would just get frustrated and just try to sneak a fastball somewhere, and he'd duck and line it in the right center field. That's why right. he won the damn batting title. Right. And 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 you know he's not going to be confused with some major player in the league, but yep. but he but he understood what hitting was about, which was mm-hmm. staying in the at bat, staying in the at bat, staying in the at bat. That's that's what you do. You just stay, stay, stay till the pitcher yep. finally has to cave into you, yep. because you can't throw thirty pitches to one guy for Christ's sake. So you know, eventually he's going to challenge you, yep. and that's when you get him. Yep. And, and these guys now are like all the things that they did well earlier by taking base on balls, getting on, taking the extra base. I mean, they had the double steal the other night, which, yeah. which got them the win. Good for them. But I mean, I, I just can't believe like this giant pendulum yeah. swing, which was getting a team like this. I expected like win three, lose three, win five, lose one. When, and and then be kind of five hundred ish or a couple, but it's the ten games in a row, twelve games, a couple times in a, a couple times in a couple months right. is just bizarre to me. With essentially the same team with yep. a couple other people, they, they brought Marcano up, and it was a great move, I thought. Yep. And they did some other things, and, and good on Ben Charrington. He finally, as we clamored for, you know, brought Henry Davis up here, brought Gonzalez, but it brought Gonzalez up. But I want to throw something at the point before I forget it, is that. He did that, bringing Henry Davis, bringing out Henry up here. I, and I, there was an article in the post because I don't have it here in front of me now about you know how valuable Hedges is supposed to be with the pitchers and handling the staff and whatever. And he's done some really good things. I'm not poo-pooing that. But it was broken down very scientifically by your DK guy and some other guys in the post because that said mm. all this defensive – run saved and this uh, metric that supposedly he was so good at he if you look at it he's really not right. he's like in the middle of the pack in right. the national league right. he's had a, a few different defensive uh interference calls against yep. them yep. um he, he critical so, critical and his wins above replacement critical, is less critical than one a defensive interference yep. so so as much as he might be handling the staff well and being a good guy whatever at some point when you're hitting a buck 67 you know, bat I mean, that's Dave. just not acceptable enough. I mean, that's not acceptable. The bat's I mean, got to play. I mean, at, like if, if, if he was hitting. He's got to play some. It's, if he was hitting 217. Yeah, like, 217 would be like Babe Ruth territory. For, for this guy, like I, I, I would call Andy up. Leave, yeah. leave uh, Henry over in right field and let uh, let let him and, uh, you know, keep delay on the team until those two can, you know, uh, congeal and, and, and form, yes. a, you know, the uh, – a one-two punch on that that side of the battery, yes. but like yes, 
uh, or, or or if you're not going to call NDF because it's super two, you already got Henry up. Then put Henry in behind the plate. Yeah, I mean Jason yeah. Delay got a hit tonight. It, it tied to get, I think tied the game right, but or, or scored a run. But that's few and far between. And and yes. this 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 guy hedges it's an anomaly. Wow, I mean he's 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 epically bad. Yeah, and, and, and again, I, I, see, I was I was when I think it, actually we were on your porch tour a few episodes ago. I was kind of like defending him a little yes. bit, saying, "Well, the things he he does behind the scenes and the yep. things he does with the pitchers and whatever you can't quantify." He, and he's had some great foul foul out catches and yeah, yeah, threw yeah. that one runner out that was a really speedy guy several games yeah, yeah. ago that they cut right. down with Marcano mm-hmm. making a nice sweep tag. Right. Uh, okay. Fine. But if you actually deep dive into the advanced, or you look into the statistics, he he isn't this defensive run, uh, run above replacement uh, guru. Yeah, because uh, you look at it, and he's barely around one. Yeah, and and there's there's like seventeen other catchers that are better than him. So the numbers now are not bearing out. Right. What everybody's perception is that he's so great defensively, he's really right. not. Right. Um, other than handling the staff, being a good teammate, whatever. But how many times, Scott, has he, you, you, he comes up with bases loaded, with, with runners at second and third, and, he, and, he, he's, he, and he's not even getting a sack fly to get a run. I mean, he's hitting in the double plays. He's striking out. I mean, you're leaving many – he left a small village on, on, yeah. on base this year. Yep. And at some point, you've got to cut your losses going – You've done a great thing with it. And even delay, he's a backup, period. And I agree. It's I think Andy – look, um, BC, GMBC has already kind of tipped his hand a little bit saying, hey, we think we're – we think you can compete in this division because nobody's going to take control. Of course, the Reds went nuts, but they're not going to stay being No, nuts. no, they'll fall and back. They're no, there's no way that they're going to stay up there. And, and and so he's committed to have these guys com- – so if you're committing to that, then why don't you commit to getting some better bats in here, yeah. which is Andy and – and and both, uh, Andy uh, and and Davis in there because this team as a whole, just they couldn't hit me if I walked across the plate most games. <laughs> I mean they didn't get it. I mean I mean again this is not the Orioles seventies Orioles staff we're no. talking about here, and they didn't even get a hit till like the seventh fucking inning. No, and, and and you know the the, the the you you called it last night. I mean like uh, was it was it last night or no, the night before? They won last night. Um, where, where they blew the lead and, and they four the first one, game, yeah, four 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 one lead, and I can't. Bednar re- hadn't pitched in eleven games. I can't remember the last time he pitched. Thank you for eleven games for, for reminding me. Like you, you couldn't give him a to your point. You couldn't give him a six out. Yes, spot, and he's already done it this year. He's already done it this year. I don't care if he's not done it or not done it. Like he it, he was gonna have a better shot than the guy he rolled out there. Yes, and with already having injuries, which yes. is a few, a couple guys, including the eighth inning guy, uh, Holderman, Holderman, and you know that that hurt them. And and and, and here's the thing, you, some here's the, here's my problem with 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 modern day baseball, and this is this is where you know Shelty's a, a a rookie manager basically, even though he's been hitting coach, he's been around baseball a lot, but here's what the problem is: metrics and stats and whatever are a tool, but that's what they are a tool. You, you, you got to look at like I look at the Earl Weavers and the Red Shandies and the Leo DeRochers and the uh, uh, Tommy Lasorda. Jim Leland. Jim Leland. What they did was they they also went on feel. Like when I talked to Jim Leland down at the at the scouts area when I was sitting behind a plate with my, my buddy season ticket holder that I talked to you before about. 
Mike, that I, I asked him about metrics and stats or whatever, and he pointed to his head. He's like, it, it's, it's in here. He said, I, I, what I look at is I look at a guy in the eye. I ask him what he's feeling like tonight, and that's what I go by. I go by a man-to-man look. I don't, I don't look at charts and graphs and, and, and whatever. I, I just don't put as much weight to that. And here's my point about that. Is that at that point when you're trying, you're in a big losing ass streak. You needed a win. You need a win right effing now. Yep. And I'd go to bed. I said, "You're good, right? We can." Get- I'm sure he's going to say, "I haven't pitched in eleven fucking games. Of course I'm good. Get me in there." Right. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm good. You know, I've, I've, you know, I mean, let's get it on. And he not only did a six outs save at one point, he followed that up with a three out save. Like the next game, because they were in kind of like this winning streak. So, yeah. so Sheltie was kind of rolling the dice, going, right. "I need another win." And he he banked on him again, and he went like the next game and had another save. Yeah. So, so he's so already, why not now? Right, and he and 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 even the ones that he pitched before those six and three out saves he had before he didn't have a lot of pitches. So, and, and so I think Sheltie is exacerbating the problem by yes. giving away. So when that was one of them. There was another one. When, this was a while back, and I don't remember the opponent. They'll press me against it. It might have been in the Texas series or the Oakland. I don't remember. There's a few. But 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 there was one where Keller, who got screwed out of that game that I'm yeah. talking about, the other night, which they could have put bed in. But there was another Keller start, which he is pretty much in control for for six innings. Yep. He has 83 pitches, and instead of bringing him out for the seventh, which you get through that, hopefully around 100 pitches, maybe a little less. And then you have Holderman, who is still healthy, and you have Bednar. Instead, he takes him out, and the sh- and everything goes to shit because he puts in a seventh-inning guy. He fucks it's, it up. It's Slytherin or whatever the fuck that is. It's Aster. It's Aster. Yeah, yeah, and he just had, it just could just come back. Yeah. And he kind of c- couldn't find the zone or whatever. But what you can have, and there's been two or three things that happened like this. I mean, tonight he has... He has Connor Joe Bunt, who's had like three or four career bunt attempts. If you're going to have to let me just bunt, if you have somebody just going to bunt and, and, and place Sawinski, then just bring somebody else in. Pinch it. Who, right. Who can also take the field somewhere else. And, and anybody that, that you know, who do I know that's going to lay this goddamn bunt down? I don't know that he can because he's only done it a few times in his career. Right. And, and he pops the bunt. And that changes everything because now it's first and second one out. And as it turned out, you know, they end up getting the single, which if they had a guy put the bunt down, they scored two runs instead of one. Yep. Bednar only gave up one in the, in the ninth or the tenth, with tenth, whatever it was. And it's a win. And now your manager lost you that game. Yep. And then when you're in the middle, the throes of this bad streak, yeah. you can't have your manager losing games. No. I mean, I mean, you can't have your manager losing games. And the guys, I mean, he's honest to a fault. Sometimes he admits some of his things. But when you're in... When you're in it like that, I think some of these newer guys kind of look at certain stats. Like, look, like Dari Moretta is a perfect example. Yeah. I mean, his numbers all year, fantastic. But his numbers the last several games have been awful. Yep. And I don't know what's happening with him, whether it's a physical thing, whatever. At that point last night or the other night, uh, he should have said, well, yeah, I guess did they win the game the night before. It was the first game, I guess. Yep. It's like, okay, let's just go with bed for a six-out yeah. out save because yep. Moretta has been trending bad. Yeah. And that's what managers that manage on field do a lot. They go, yeah, overall, overarching, you're good. But the last few, I don't know what's going on, so I'm not as comfortable running you out there. 
I'm more comfortable with Bed, who hasn't pitched in 11 games. Let's go with that. Well, instead, and, he's like, you know, and, and, that's and, and, and Bednar should should have gotten the work because he hasn't pitched in 11 games. Correct. I mean, for Christ's sake, I mean, right. And I, and, and I, 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 I don't want to correct I, my opinion of what you're saying is, and I don't, I don't so much go on feel, but I go on the what what the numbers are telling you, and and the the numbers can always be chunk. You, you can look at the numbers in different segments of the continuum, right? And as you pointed out, yeah, like overall the guy's numbers are good, but in the last six games, ten games, right. three games, right. like right, not trending right. Like you, right. So, the, so part of that's feel, but part of that is you have the supporting data, and and they probably have way more data than you and I are talking about, sure. right? Just, just it, it's probably ten times as much, and and for him to put that guy in, it's like, wait a minute, like. You know, you and I are two honks sitting here with a, a podcast with, you know, tens of listeners and we're we're not understanding why you're doing this, Sheltie. Um it, and I'm not even questioning your starting lineup sometimes because it is what it is and you know, you got six games in seven days or whatever. You know, you you can slice and dice it. Somebody, you know, you don't start Kutch, maybe Kutch comes in on a on a pinch hit. Like I, I support that because at some point, you know, he can't have an entire day off. He's not even playing the fucking field. No, not very often. Yeah, yeah right. Not, not very. Yeah, I mean, almost not never. Um, and and then you know, I know he's fighting some injuries now. Bed or uh, Reynolds is on IR. Um, you know, no, well, no, no, no. It's let me finish. Yeah, yeah so, go ahead. So, so, yeah, so, yeah, so knowing please. that you got these guys that are nicked and this and that, like. You, you got to go six innings, six outs with uh, bed to get that win because it's there. You take the win, it's there, and then yeah. tomorrow you figure out tomorrow. Yeah, you, right. That's absolutely right. right. You win the game that's in front of you. You you figure out what you're going to do tomorrow. Right. Your job your job at, at Espe- that particular day is to is to do especially you- when you're at the end of the game, right? When a lot of other variables are sucked out of that fucker, right? Yeah, and you know what? It's funny because. When Clint Hurdle was here, you know, he had this uh, email thing where he would have like his thought for the day thing. And I subscribed to that, yeah, you know, yeah. and I, it was positive messages and it was cool. And, but at one time he, and I never, ever emailed about anything baseball. I, I never even emailed him. Yeah. It was just like, I got his positive message. That was good stuff. And, and that the one time he, I don't know who it was. It was, may, may have been Evan Meek or somebody yeah, like that. He used right. to pitch the eighth thing. <laughs> and, 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 uh, cause he used to say the Meek will inherit the eighth. That was yeah, his yeah, pitch yeah, stick yeah. thing. But anyway, he left him in when he clearly was struggling. I mean, a, a five-year-old could see that he mm. wasn't having good body language. He just wasn't – the stuff wasn't playing. And his press conference – and I, I swear on a sack of hockey pucks, this is what he said. <laughs> well, I, I didn't take – I wanted, I wanted to get him through there so he could feel, he could feel good about his, his uh, body of work in the last inning. And I don't even know if it was Meek or – or a starter that stayed right, in there longer. Right, right, whatever. He just said something like, I wanted them to feel good about like, you know, his outing. And I thought, seriously, dude, I mean, isn't your job to win the game in front of you, no yeah. matter what you have to do. It's not about some fucking guy feeling good. I mean, he actually said that. So I emailed him and I, and I said, and I said basically essentially that same thing. I said, are you serious, Clint? 
I mean, you actually said that to the reporters after the game. Isn't your job? And so he kind of went back at me a little bit by going, you know, this isn't the forum for that. But, you know, I, I, I think that I think I know what people you know, uh, are, are what they you know. I'm a good judge. He just babbled about, say, his re- reply to me. Yeah. I said, well, I, I, here's and I re- last response I had to him is I said, my problem is, is that you didn't say that. You didn't say how comfortable or you said you wanted him to make him feel good about his performance. Right. That's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, you have a bunch of other arms out there. that You had his options and a couple of them hadn't pitched in a few games. It's not about letting him get through something to make him feel good about himself to for his confidence later on in the next game. It's about winning that goddamn game tonight. Yeah. And then like you just said earlier, then you figure out t- tomorrow's game. Yeah. And, and then you have another plan. Yeah. But, you, but your, your job is to win that game in front of you tonight and do whatever it takes to win that game. Not about somebody's personal feelings. Well, so, what, I mean, what, that's why I think sometimes there's that. What I, what, what I would say is, is, is so it, 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 there's, time and circumstance right like if you're 10 games up and, oh yeah and you need to get a guy that's going to yes. benefit you down yes. the road yes absolutely 100 percent. but 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 when 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 you're fighting for air and you're going down for the third time <laughs> yeah you 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 you, you, you got to bet on black yes that that's right that's right and 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 many other managers have done what you're and, just any saying. port in a storm yeah, you and many managers have done what you're just saying. They're 10, 12 games clear. Nobody's really threatening them that much. And there's a guy, he's fighting a little bit. He's just come back off the DL. Mm-hmm. And he's he's doing okay, but he's giving up a couple runs. You're like, yeah, let, let's keep him in there. Let, let's let's see how he does in a high leverage situation when he right. just came back. Right. And and maybe he maybe he screws the pooch, maybe he doesn't, whatever. And maybe they barely win by one or lose right. by one. But he knows that he's gonna need this guy yeah. later and he wants to show confidence in him. Fine. But when you, like you said, if you're fighting for a, a breath of uh, to stay in this thing, and then you just chuck a game to the weeds, uh, you know that you, you you're not going to get that game back, and that might be the game or that you that might get you out of it. Yeah. So you don't you don't have that leash, right? That long leash yeah. to do shit like that. Well, and to your point so, earlier, it, you know the, the the team is l- losing enough, and and mm-hmm. in, in in most cases, sometimes, you know it. It kind of matters, but doesn't matter what the man- manager does and who puts where. But there's instances where it does matter. Yep. And when you make the wrong fucking choice, yes. boy, you know that hot spotlight burns. Yes, that's right. And and, and you know and I know it's a it's a tricky slope. And I know he's a rookie manager, even though he's been a hitting coach and been around the game a long time. And oh, he's been here a couple years. Yeah, he's been a couple years. But you know you you can't have i think overt things i mean you can you can dice and slice whether this lefty should come in or that guy should right. come in it's six to one half a dozen but it, you have to have a finger on the pulse of what's happening with your team at that moment yeah and he, he knows that moretta is struggling and he's got to think to himself he's been in a nosedive he's been in a nosedive i'm banking my i'm banking my 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 you know my my uh role yeah on bednar with a six ounce save and I'll put that like you talked about a casino and bet on black. I'm shoving my money onto the table with Bednar yeah. more than I am with this guy right now. It's like I said, the last few games he's tr- and here's the other thing. He even had a chance to 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 get even after Moretta gave up a walk and he yeah. had, at that point could have pulled him. He could have said, "Okay, I'm giving you a chance to go in there and be the big bank like you've been." Didn't work out. 
But when I saw it didn't work out yeah. and I saw your face and body language, that's it. That's it. That's right. I gave I gave you a shot, but now you can't get anybody out. Yeah. And 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 they and they were still up a run. Yeah. You know, so now it's like, okay, at this point, I need a five out save from right. the bed, and maybe hopefully we'll add on in the ninth or whatever. And but it, he didn't even do that. He just right. let him and, out and, there. And we've seen Clint do that in the past, right? Her, yeah. Where where he would give the guy the rope. And yep. it's like, okay, I got to bring my guy in to give him a five out yep. save instead of yep. a, a three out he, save. That's right. He was good at that. Yeah. He, would, he would look at that and say, mm, a walk and a clear line drive up the middle. Below the line. Which nobody's been doing yeah. to the guy yeah. most of the year. Yeah. Obviously, something's going on. I got to cut my losses. Right. And, and who do I go to? So I think that's the problem that he's exacerbating a problem yeah. that they already have. Yeah. And, I, so, you know, anyway. and, and, and there's some uh i mean keller should be like 12 and 3 yeah there, right there's now. some prevailing sentiment I mean, that you know and and, and dk dk published this back in, in november and he heard that you know they, they were going to punt you know 23 was a punt um and and you know a lot not a lot changed and then they come out the gate 20 and 8 and it's like yeah okay well you were going to punt but circumstances have yeah. changed like 20 28 yeah. i mean now it's yeah. house money it's no you, you yeah. you know versus going eight and 20 i mean there's there's some other right. teams that you know would you know had had certainly higher payrolls and and yeah were were just dodgers were awful the first month and a half yeah exactly and when 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 you're you're in and in, in, you know baseball was like going to vegas you know you're you're you know the house has way better odds than you do, and but yeah. you're you're twenty and eight. You 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 got to take advantage, and and they, I thought they should have brought Davis and Rodriguez up soon, especially with Cruz down. Like, yeah, yeah, you, you got to bring yeah. those bats up, and and you know, in in Rich Hill, you know, people throw darts at him. He he's been a warrior. Battles, man. Fucking been battles. A, been a warrior. Battles. He he, he gets you six solid innings. Um, to your point, Keller, you know, he should be, you know, 12 and whatever because Ortiz kept him in the other day, kept battling, battling, the, battling. The, kept him the, who, who's that kid today? Bido, he got the win last night. Who was that kid today? We're talking, yeah, yeah, Bido, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's he, tremendous, had a tremendous great game as, as I was checking in and out, and then they just spoil it for him, frittered it away because I mean, and I, I. Like uh, at some point, you know, GMBC's got to sit back and look and like, yeah, we were going to kind of punt this year, but this guy's not making the decisions that need to be made on on the field, right? Like, like could could I give him better pieces? Maybe, and and we got super two and this and that, but when 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 you're I mean, I, I I think Shelty's thrown away at least three games this year. At yeah, least, at least, at least, at least, at, at least, and at critical times. Right, at critical times and, when and, he could have extended a win streak or stopped a losing streak. And and, and and if you give these guys three wins, they're back in the thick of it. Yeah, that's correct. Because it's, mean, it's a shitty division. Yeah, nobody's really running away. I mean, obviously with a twelve-game winning streak, the Reds really yeah, yeah, catapult yeah. themselves. But they're still only like five games uh, ahead of the Pirates. So if the Pirates, like you, to your point would have just won three or four of those games that Shelty gave back. They're right. They're right. Well, with a game and a half they're, back. They're, they're, they're a game and a half back and they're, and they're right. In the way. But instead, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, 
uh, a weird thing. Now, I, I mean, I will say that I don't think anybody, even BC, Chelsea, whatever, could, could see this, you know, just cluelessness of these same hitters that were so disciplined at one point and clubbing a ball all over the place and stealing bases and doing all these things and putting pressure on the other team. They can't go out there and swing a bat. I mean, I understand that. Like, like they, it's like a couple of people said about firing Shelty or whatever. Like he just got extended for one, but at some point, I mean, I have to defend him a little bit to say, well, you saw what happened in April. You saw what happened in early June. He can't go out there and swing a bat. I mean, they they, they teach all the right things. They go over these things. They have videos with their hitting coaches. It, all of a sudden, you know, Swinsky goes in a 0 for 25 slump. How, how the hell do you see that even coming? And then and then same thing with the the, the bizarre pendulum swings with. With Cabrian Hayes, same thing. He went, goes nuts in the beginning of June, and then he couldn't hit me if I walked across the plate for the next week and a half. So now he contributed today, but so some of it is a little bit out of their control. But I think I agree with you. Is if you're going to still try to stay in here and, yeah. and, and and you haven't chucked the season to the weeds yet, then why don't why don't you get as many good quality bats in that lineup, and especially behind that dish whenever this guy is just not doing anything and far is actually below the line you. and actually hurting you. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that, you know, Andy and, and Davis, they can both catch one of them can play the outfield while the other one's catching that you can have both of their bats in the lineup yes. and delay can be the backup. I mean, yes. and, and I think that's the thing right now that he's going to have to make a hard decision about because this perception, again, going back to our original thing, we started the segment, this perception of hedgy, Hedgehog there, being so fantastically defensive, the num- the numbers and the stats don't support it. Correct. They they don't. Yep. I mean, is he good handling staff? Is he good mentally with people and whatever? Fine, but he's so terrible offensively. That's one. Right. And his actual defensive runs saved and his all those things Ain't there. are not are not what people think they are. Right. He's actually in the middle of pack, if not lower. Right. So at that point, you need to. Say, listen, thanks for everything, but we need to move on with our right. life here. Right. And that's, and I think he's killing them. I mean, there's, I think he, I think he leads all catchers. I have to look at this again. Maybe leads or like is in the top two or, or bottom two or three of runners in scoring, but runners on base, left on base as a catcher. I mean, as far as like runners in scoring position, runners left on base. He's easily one of the worst in all catchers in the National League with that. And that's terrible because you're not even getting a sack fly. You're not getting, you know, moving a guy from one base to another. So he's actually becoming a liability, serious liability yeah. that way. And his defensive stats are yeah. on So the last, the, the last thing, is, and, and we'll wind out of here for um, uh, the Buccos, is the, the draft is uh, rapidly approaching. Mm-hmm. And um, there's uh, another one-one that they're gonna have. Yeah, and and, and so the debate is: there's the uh, the outfielder from <coughs> LSU that's uh, tearing it up, uh, six foot two oh five, and then there is uh, his teammate is the pitcher uh, Skeins, six six two thirty five. Yeah, like. If if you're the Pirates, and 
the only way you get a top-end Strasburg type of pitcher is in the draft. You got to take the pitcher, Dave. I mean, yeah, maybe so. I mean, but they, they I mean, they twice do have on a lot Sunday, of, Dave. I'm sorry. Well, well, maybe so, but but they also do have some. I mean, look, Burroughs is out for the season. He's a tremendous player. I mean, Quinn Priester is still there. They they do have some arms. Beto, look at what Beto's doing. They they have more arms than they've had in the past. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with your decision, but you also look at what's been the failing here over the past several weeks. Is they can't score a fucking run. And so they're all I know, but that's easier to solve through free agency or maybe, trades or whatever. You're you're just not going to get a pitcher in a trade like that. Well, maybe, maybe, but but they have they're more talking about than, so than you think. So so let me so turn I, back. So so they're talking about this guy being Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg, or better. Is he a high school? He's a college guy, right? LSU. LSU. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like well, you 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 got to you got to take that guy. Yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree. How, with how else I mean, do they, how else do they get that type of top end arm? They don't. They don't. Yeah, I mean, maybe so. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, maybe so. I mean, I just, I, I, I think where they're at right now. I mean, they need because of all the assets that they've amassed. Yeah, they, they, they need the best possible player, despite position. I, not, I mean, not, I, not for a first I, overall pick. I like. Well, you, you I got, know. you got to take a picture. I'm sorry, but they. I mean, yeah, maybe so. But they look down through history. They've had, and of course, this was different regimes. But I, I can go over and over about different people like Brian Bullington and a whole bunch of people that were supposed to be that guy too. Well, but I mean, the, I, I mean, the, the, those guys were bad picks. But like, I, I, well, I, they turned out to be bad picks, but they were highly touted people uh, when they were getting picked. I don't know they were. That. They were. If you go back and look at some things about some of these guys, they were pretty highly touted. I mean, coming coming out. No, I'm not. Like I said, I'm not disagreeing with your thing, but I don't think it's like arms at all costs i mean but no at one, I'm, I'm henry, not, are, I'm you, not, are you upset at henry davis's pick last year a couple of years ago at one one no, i'm not no because he, he, I mean, he, he was well above whatever arm was there but this guy this but what i'm saying is this is, is the this next guy well this, above, this is above Ga- this is garrett cole this is steven strausberg okay. okay and well and, i'm okay with that and and, and you're yes, picking he, one yeah. one and, and 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 you're looking at a guy that's a, a an outfielder that might be even with him, you 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 can get outfielders somewhere else. I, like I, like Andrew well, McCutcheon. Andrew Cole, McCutcheon wasn't one one. Well, no, yeah, right, but right, and I understand that. Um, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, I really am. I'm I'm just saying that you know, uh, it it's not like back, the only thing I'm trying to say is it's not like back when they were so depleted. So depleted with this is only my own point I'm making. I don't disagree with your pick. That's fine. If he's Garrett Cole, great. But 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 it wasn't like before when they had nobody down there. I mean, they they have Solamento, they 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 have Burroughs, they have Quinn Priester, they have yet to bring up. They they have more people down there than you think. Now, if this guy is Garrett Cole 2.0, right? That's what they think. If, yep. if that's what they really think when they're yep. gonna press that button, then I'm all for it. Yep. But but it's not like they don't have anybody in the pipeline where where they have to take. No no no, I'm that, not saying that's there, all I'm saying. I'm not saying there isn't anybody in the pipeline. I'm just saying, and we've talked about this before. The only way they can add top end arms in this organization is through the draft. Yeah, because you're 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 with a budget and everything. Yep. You're not going to get that in free agency. Like, I mean, no. you're not going to get 
Justin Verlander like nope. five years ago or something like yep. that. You're never, you're never going to get that because he's going to take up half the budget. And it, so, no, so I, I what totally I would say that. is, I would agree totally with you. Is if they're not they're not agreeing that this guy isn't the next Garrett Cole or Strasburg, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, then take Henry Davis, yeah. But or, by or, all or, accounts, yeah. this guy is the next Garrett Cole and Strasburg. Yeah, and they they would they would and they would they're the only ones that would know what they think about him on that board and and, and like I think I've seen six six um, two thirty five. Yeah, I've I, I've seen um, experts talk about him just pretty much in that vein too. So. And I have no problem with that because you really can't – back several years when we started this thing is that you can never have enough arms right. because, you know, you right. got Tommy John shit like Burroughs just went yep. through. You had you know, had uh, Jamison Tyon that's yep. gone through it twice. You're right. So, so even though you might have a great guy, you know, you could you – could, you need more. Fucking Strasburg went through it. And Strasburg went through it and so many people have went – through it that are high-end guys uh so and i i'm and i'm okay with that and and, and I, I'm, I'm okay with that I, and i they're they're the only ones that know and they're and they're and their scouting staff or whatever know so if this guy is the next coming hopefully you can never go wrong with high-end pitching talent so i'm okay with that i just don't i just say that you don't necessarily do it at all costs if you're not convinced right that guy is that guy and only bc and his scouting staff knows that so Anyway, yeah. um, was there, uh, you know, was there any other uh, things we wanted to bring in as far as like the, 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 the late or the most recent cluelessness of them? I think we pretty much covered that. Nah, I think let's, let's take a break. We'll come back with uh, yeah, quick. Your, your, your Wimbledon preview, a little, yeah. bit, a little bit of golf stuff, and then uh, ran, yeah. random roundup route. That sounds great. My buddy. Tumblr is empty, Dave. And that's never a good thing. Never buddy. a good thing. All right. All right. Back at sounds good. All right, man. All right. All right, Dave. Back from the break, and uh, why don't you lead us into the uh, Wimbledon preview, and then uh, touch on uh, the. Live uh, PGA Tour. Uh, Live and let die. Something type of uh, shotgun money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, first of all, Wimbledon, uh, obviously I'll be a man on scene. Uh, For sure. And not too short order, not too long order, whatever. Uh, so on the men's side, uh, it's look, it's, to me, it's, 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 it's Joker. And the actual real name of uh, Mr. Alcaraz is Carlitos. Everybody knows him as Carlos. It's shortened to Carlos uh, Alcaraz. Uh, mm. there, there are the two out front people in this tournament. There, there's some other people in there. Even money. And, yeah. yeah. And, and here's my biggest thing. And, 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 and Wimbledon is, and I put the, you know, the, the dumb Wimbledon officials. They, they've, they've done this thing where they put uh, them in the same draw. Sometimes. And same thing with, uh, with uh, uh, Nadal when they clearly it was Nadal and, and Joker and they had them in the same draw that they, so they'd have to play in the semifinals. They wouldn't play in the final. Here's hoping. My hope is that, they're on opposite ends of the draw, so yeah. that they would meet, be able to meet in the final, because that the the the, the world and that tournament deserves, deserves that. that. Because in the in the French Open, Carlos Alcaraz unfortunately cramped, and he had all these problems. It was it was a hot and humid day, but he's like only twenty one, and he for whatever reason, whether it was just 
you know, poor planning on his part as far as hydration. I don't know what happened. We were talking about Joker who was like 36, 37, and he was fresh as a daisy and ended up <laughs> – it, it turned a great first set and a half or two sets of that match into shit because, you know, uh, Alcaraz, he finished the match, but he, he was a shell of himself. So yeah. I know he wants to avenge that. Right. And I think the world needs a Joker – Alcaraz final for for Wimbledon, so I'm really looking forward to that. When the draw comes out, I'll be I'll be a spy in that yeah. pretty quickly. When's that coming uh, out? Uh, it'll probably come out. Uh, uh, so, so so just full disclosure: the, the, the tournaments that are going out are lead up tournaments in Berlin, in London actually at the Queen's Club, and they're all on grass. So you have these lead up preliminary tournaments that lead up just like they do with hard courts and clay when you have a clay season yeah. a hard court season right so now it's in the grass season there's been some really great matches and and uh, uh alcaraz played uh sebastian corda whose father peter corda i like to call him petter because he didn't have an e in his uh, first name no relation uh, to peter satara not 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 no or, or, or <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> Peter right. Nedved, Petter Nedved is that? I think Jim Rome called him Petter Nedved. Uh, that's where I got that from because he said, "Well, I'm calling him Petter because he has no e in his first name." But um, you know, you know, his his dad was you know a, a top five player and won uh, yeah. the Australian Open back in the day and was was a, you know he had a a sixty four percent winning percentage. He won, won like, pretty damn good. Tw- like uh, twenty tournaments worldwide, so he was no bullshit. But anyway, it was a great match today, so there's been some good things. But clearly that's the matchup I'm looking for. Iga Swiatek is clearly the number one woman in the world. But I'll tell you what, this isn't her best surface. Yeah. And uh, the defending champion, Elena Rabakina, I'm predicting an Elena Rabakina uh, back-to-backer because this this surface is set up for her game. She's got a strong uh forehand and a big serve and, and and she can she can end points quickly scott when you're playing on red clay you have to think because the rallies are long yeah the, the, the surface is slow yeah. well not only that but the ball slows down because right. the, the clay hits it and it, it's heavier pops and, and 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 you know you you have to you know and a player like uh Suyantek will just wear you out by just getting in long rallies but right. the wh- reason why revikina is the, the defending champion is she's a big hitter that can end points quickly and she her game is completely set up her win total of 30 is only uh, uh one behind egos we right now and so i think that she's the best i honestly i think and actually andy roddick former champion uh number one uh, andy roddick agrees that she's the best grass court player in the world and i don't, I don't disagree at all and i and i mean like like he says here in, in an article you won't find a bigger fan of Igis Wontek than me, but I think on this surface, you know, uh, the way that Rabakina can create those RPMs and not have to get in these long rallies, I, that would be my. If you were to, if you were to press me right now, I, I will say that on the men's side, I believe that Alcaraz is is ready to to do his thing and will unseat. Joker and, and and avenge his loss in the French, and I, I believe that Rabakina will probably beat uh, Arena Sabalenko in the final. That's my, that's my guess. I think Sviantek's going to get knocked down in the semi um, because she's going against big hitters that can volley, and it's 
it's not her game. Yeah, she's well, a great player, but I don't think so. That that would be my two picks if you press me. Yeah, for for, for the Bardizzle uh, crowd that you know may not be uh, tennis honks like yourself. Yep. Yep. Um, what what I would uh, want you to relay to them is, you know, everybody know what a tennis ball is. Everybody knows how a tennis ball reacts to asphalt, concrete, clay is very similar. Hard court is very similar. Uh, grass, it, it it it's it's just a different animal. It it, yes. it it doesn't bounce up, bounce up. Sorry, excuse me. It it kind of just squirrels squirrels its way through. I mean, can you describe that that action versus uh you know the the, the difference between grass and all the other surfaces that yes. Know, well, I mean, the biggest thing on grass is that the ball will will will, will skip a little bit more. Yes. And if you have a if you have a hitter that has a lot of RPMs on her mm-hmm. ball, has a good serve, and can follow it up with a with a with a volley. Yeah. I mean, you look at guys back in the day that won, like 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 Pete Sampras was a was a mm-hmm. classic serving volleyer, and he that's why he won so much. That's why that's that, that's that's why. Uh, Federer, the guy's name was never end. Federer, yeah. why he won so many? Because he would just he he would hit you with that big serve. He'd follow it up with a volley, and and the points were over in three or four rallies. Right, because he you get that high kick off the grass. Yep, and like like you're like throwing a bouncing a ball off the grass to your kid or your dog. I mean, it's it has this movement through the grass that like skids up and it, it makes the person be defensive right away. Right. Instead of a heavier ball, or even on, it's uh, not predictable. No, it's not. And even on hard courts, where you think, "Well, it's hard court; it's faster." No, because a lot of times the balls will get chewed up yeah. by the by, by by the hard court. Meaning that, look, you get ball changes every seven games, right. okay? In in in, in, the, in the men's game, and when you are hitting the ball with a kind of pace, that you think, "Okay, the ball is really going to be fast." Well, no, because after a few games, the way these ball guys hit the ball. You know the, the 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 balls get compromised before mm-hmm. you have this ball change. In grass, that doesn't happen. The balls stay fresh for almost the entire seven games right. that are being played. So if you have a big like Boris Becker is a perfect example. Yes, he won Wimbledon because he can serve and volley. Mm-hmm. You, you have uh, F- F- Federer's coach Goran Ivanisevic. He won Wimbledon a couple times because right. he was a big server. And he could come in and volley and shorten points, and there's yes. nothing you could do about it. Yeah, and and, and that's why you know there's uh, like a guy like unfortunately a guy Nick Kyrgios who's just a psychopath. If he was <laughs> if he wasn't so mentally effed up, he he should have already won this tournament once. But he's 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 just from the neck up has problems. But to answer your original question, the reason why it's so different and so. Uh, in tune to power people yeah. is the ball. The ball, Scott, does not get compromised as much. So you have fresh balls through the entire seven games when you have changes, and and that works to somebody that really hits the ball hard. Yeah. Because on other surfaces, including clay, including red, you know, red clay, and including uh, hard courts, right. that that the balls get worn down, and that's when your opponent starts taking advantage. And there are slow hard courts, yeah. indoors, yeah. outdoors, that are faster, slower. Yeah. There's just some variances, depending on Florida, which is very hot. Yes. And, like, you know, the balls get that. But on grass, you know, the yes. person that's a power guy can continue to be a power guy or right. girl because the ball doesn't get compromised as much. Yeah. So that lends my, itself to the big hitters. Yeah, my impression so. always was, and, and that that's great uh, insight, my impression, though, Dave, was as not 
as a super tennis honk as you are, um, it, it just, it, it, especially with the power guys and, and, I have always believed that for sure. And, and your feedback just kind of echoes it. It's just, if, if you're going to return that serve, you, it, it, it you know, we, we talk about game of inches and, yeah. and, and when, when, when that serve doesn't bounce up like it does off of, cause, cause clay is almost and and hard court for sure. Um, all, almost always gives you, a very repeatable, similar bounce, not so on grass. And, and, right. and it, That's th- th- there's just so many more variables on grass that if you're, if you're distributing that serve at, at that high velocity and it's not going to come up to where you think it was, right? It, it's going to give you that unforced error or you're going to be in a defensive position and you're just going to chuck it up and the guy's just going to smash it back. Yeah, and you know what? Here's the thing, too, Scott, and that's those are those are f- fair points. But the thing is, too, about all like the top five players in the world. The difference is, you almost have to capitalize, just like say in baseball, when when a guy gets behind in the count to you, three and one or whatever, mm. you have to capitalize on a hitter's count. Right. It's the same thing with with, serve, with yeah. tennis. Second serve, you have to capitalize. Right. So if somebody's struggling with the serve, you have to come back and get a deep ball past the service line, yeah. deep into the – almost towards the baseline yeah. to get that opponent into Move. a defensive Move position on the yeah. first. Yeah. Because if they get a big serve and you are defensively blocking the ball back and your ball only barely gets past the service line, they're just going to keep – they're just going to keep uh, coming up and then whacking it past you. Yeah. So you, you, as, a, as a returner, two things you have to do. Endeavor to get the ball back deep on your return yeah. and capitalize on second serve. So then that's that usually where the rubber meets the road. If right. you see somebody struggling with their second, you cannot donate points on a second serve. <laughs> donate. If, if, like the pirates donate. <laughs> right. If you're a returner and you see that somebody's serving 30 some percent on their first serve, then you have to feast on their, on their second serve to get them thinking because it's such a mental game too, Scott. It's you against the other person. Yeah. Who cares about all the coaching? Mono. Yeah. All the coaching aside, that's fine. Somebody yells at you, which coaching is legal now. But it's still you across the other guy, you know, you and you and them, guy or girl, that it's it's so mental too. Like if I'm blasting returns back on your second serve, you now know that I have to be very fine. And maybe I have to take something off my first serve yeah. just to get it in. Yeah. Because there's destroying my second serve. Yeah. So so right. on that surface especially you have to be able to do that. And I think the, the players that do that the best, and especially the angles that you play on grass are so important because, yes. you know, yes. you, you, you want to bring people out of court. I see so many times people will, players will, will have an open shot that's an open cross-court shot. Their opponent is standing right across from them on this side of the court, yeah. the near side, but they try to hit it right back to them to try to wrong foot. You have a whole open court. Right. Why don't you just hit it over there? Chase, so make them chase it. Yeah, sometimes people outthink themselves, Move and that feet. was the yeah. that was the thing that you know the, the now retired uh, Ash Barty yeah. was so brilliant at. Yeah. She would just move you left and right, left and right, slice back in, slice forehands yeah. until you just Pieces kept going left board. and right so much right. that you were tired of going yeah. left and right. And then she would just put one past you. So yeah. how about I, how I, about uh, Bar Bar, Bar Dizzle, uh, uh, Elena? What how do you say? Rabakina. Rabakina. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
She's a defending champion. Six foot 159. Yeah. I think she's going to, she's definitely putting everything past me. Wow. Yeah, and she and she really is uh, twenty four, a, a, a great a, a mental player, and she's she's a legit top three or, or four player in the world. And the only thing that's stood in her way is she's had a couple little injuries. But when she came back last year, she pretty much dominated her first won her first Grand Slam last year. Um, but you know what? Her main draw debut was in, in twenty one, and she's she's been there. On, on 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 every surface, but this to me is her best surface. And uh, and think about Swiatek; she's not used to being down, so she hardly ever even loses a set. And what happens is when she gets down, she's not so much, she's not she's not a comeback player so much. So, um, but anyway, those those, those are my she's two. striking too, Dave. Woo. Yeah, she is. She's she's a, she's a hell of a player, and she's mentally tough. And like you know, it's like it, she beat some really good players along the way to win last year and she's had a, a really a really good year really great year um in total and and, and is up there in the rankings so if you if you press me I, again I, I would say Alcaraz avenging his French loss in the final to Joker and then Rabikina defending her title probably I don't think maybe even against Iga it may even be again Arena Sabalenka who got her first major at the uh uh, Australian this year, and it's a top just second in the world. Um, but I think this Rabikina has a whole all-around game that plays well at Wimbledon. So that's my picks, and I'm I'm going to try to see as many of those players as possible in the week that I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there up through like the fourth round. Mm. So, but that okay. that'd be my pick there. So, um, moving on to the thing that I wanted to say, I wanted to talk about in one of our earlier episodes. This kind of just kind of slid by and we didn't get it in probably because our three sides live thing with Kevin's interview <laughs> last night. But it's so funny <sighs> and, and actually sad, funny, weird. Sad this trauma. whole, this whole live PGA shotgun wedding, as I pointed it out yeah. here, I mean, and you know, this statement and saying adage is as old as the Hills money talks and bullshit walks it can't I mean, touch my three lock box that's how yeah Sager, exactly. Hager said it. Yep. and it's it, it, so funny because because this monahan 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 guy that's the, the pga uh commissioner ever since this merger was just announced on twitter by the way it's so funny because one of the top american players colin morikawa he he tweeted out said it's so it's so great to wake up and find out news like this on Twitter. Yeah. Like nobody told them, nobody gave them an inter- like send them an email. Nobody called them. Nobody got the top players to say, "Hey, this is what we're gonna do." Right. And it's it's it, it's it, it's it's such a hey clear, guys, you've like, been driving all the revenue for us, but uh. yes, and it's it's such a clear, you know, this commissioner of the PGA and was so staunch in his disdain for live and yeah. and even going so far as saying the Saudi money was like, you know, terrorist money, Dirty, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then suspending all these players that went over to live and, and, and keeping them away from the regular PGA events. Now the majors, they can't do that because they're all run independently. So right. all those big yep. guns all play and they're like Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepko is now right. one like Bob majors, but it's so like, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Hypocritical. Yeah. Because now you, you you're so staunchly opposed, and and the guy that I think is to be the most furious is Rory McIlroy because you know he was offered in the range of a hundred million dollars to go to live. Yep. I mean, guaranteed money by the yep. by the societies, right? And he was the one that was sticking with the program, saying, "Yeah, these people shouldn't do what they do. I'm supporting everything." And then you go and you make the and you lie in bed with those dogs, right? Basically, and so any people, any person that should be furious with this whole thing, and maybe while he's drinking a furious IPA, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe he needed to have about ten of those after he found out about that. Show, show sponsor soon, hopefully. <laughs> so, hopefully, so it's so crazy because what it really comes down to is. And now you're you have these escalated events now. The PGA suddenly, even this tournament here, the Travelers, mm-hmm. has got all kind of bigger purses going on, and that's all right. being funded. And and this guy here, and I, that's why I mentioned in my one last bullet point is this commissioner is apparently in the witness protection program, counting <laughs> his money because you haven't heard one peep out of this Not guy. He had one of his slappies come out and talk about, well, we're working through the, the thing and how we're going to do this and right. whatever. But this guy who was Suspending guys from the PGA Tour, yeah. telling them that they're not they're not welcome to play on their tour, basically lie lie down and and, and everybody has its price, and and and, and they and they cave to it. Right. it. It's just a and you know with the, the secondary thing it's also, and you can comment when I'm done here, is it also the the United States Justice Department is actually looking into, uh, which this was came out in the New York Times, um, about antitrust. Yeah. situations with this so they're looking into it going wait a minute because you know what antitrust is are these people that yeah. are you know trying to monopolize things and and they're kind of looking into that type of scenario too so they're kind of investigating that but the bottom line is scott at the end of the day don king said it best and we talked about him one of our early yep. shows yep it's not we talked when somebody asked him about uh the white boxers and the black boxers and he had he had uh, Jerry Cooney yeah. against the Holmes and whatever he goes, you know what guys, it's not about white. It's not about black. It's about, the it's green. about green. <laughs> and, and, and you know, that couldn't have been a more prophetic statement. Cause at the end of the day, green and not the one you're putting on is what it was all about at the end of the day for the PGA. Well, so good. Yeah. You, you, Your thoughts. You, you, no, I don't, I don't have to, you, you, you succinctly, uh, put, my thoughts into that and, and you rounded it up pretty well there. What, what I was going to say was <clears throat> when I was talking to uh, the proprietor at, at uh, uh, the beer place. Yeah. The beer place. He's like, he's like, well, yeah. Cause you know, I was like, well, you know, uh, you know, he's like, well, how long is your podcast? I'm like, well, last time was a little bit longer, but we had an hour with Kevin Ioli, who's a hall of fame boxer, Boxing writer Boxing and, and, and yeah. MMA writer. now, and 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 I said, I'm not such so much a big MMA guy, but I was a big boxing honk back in the day, and it just kind of faded away. And he was like, Well, why'd that happen? And, and you know, we we kind of talked about it, and it was just, you know, boxing screwed itself with all of their, um, chicanery. Yes, chicanery is the I I was. I had a much worse word than that, but <laughs> they, 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 they just screwed themselves because they, yeah. they, they weren't honest on things and you'd, right. you'd, you'd go to a split decision and, uh, or TKO false and for money. You're, you're like, well, how, like, no, I watched that fight. There's, there, there's no way it was that uneven. Right. Yeah. No, just yep. no way. 
Um, and, you know, boxing and horse racing had been the biggest sports forever in this country until yep. the 1960s. Uh, well, I'll take that back. So baseball was a big sport, but, you know, when, when you say big sports, it's all goes back to gambling. Um, yeah. And, and boxing screwed themselves. And, and now all of a sudden MMA is bigger than boxing. And yep. I, I, you know, I watch MMA and I, you know, we, we talked to Kevin and I try to understand it, but like when you're our age and you watch the, the, the heavyweights in the seventies and the eighties and the, and the, the middleweight welterweights, the Herms yeah. Hagler, uh, that was Durant. the glory days. I, th that, that was the glory days. And I don't, see how you top that with no. with with the MMA. Anyway, so long story short, um you know that was the discussion I had with him around mm -hmm. around the, yep. around that and uh, a good, great synopsis. So, um instead of going to break, let's let's uh, jump Romp into it. Our, our rompage. It rompalicious. Uh, Go ahead and take the and lead there. Uh, oh, oh, okay. All right, I'll do that. I'll do that. Um, By the way, before you take the lead. Yes. This is how desperate after the pirates, yeah, buffoonery and and, okay. and everything. Uh, is it now? on me. Now, now I'm watching live the Gold Cup as the United States plays Jamaica. Now they're down one nothing in the 75th minute. Now, even though even though the the boys from Jamaica may have like uh, uh, sat in the hot sun and rolled a big fat one, uh, they're up one nothing. And by the way, whatever happened to Zach Brown? By the way, I don't. I, I, he so all of a sudden disappeared into the ether. The Zach the Brown band. Yeah, the guy that did that song. Uh, adios and bye. Even <laughs> I haven't heard any much from him. Go ahead, take the lead. Arriva on the, uh, uh, the rompage there. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what the Gold Cup is. Maybe you know, but I'll... it ain't the World Cup. Some, that's all I no. know. Um, Go ahead. So it's a it's some some sort of consolation prize that they can't even, they can't a lot of people there. kick through there. Um, so what you know the my my big rompage is. Uh, you know, of course, uh, is Poho. Um, parents just ruin kids' sports continually, continually. Um, and, and you know, as it turns out, the sport doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting at home, and you know, my beautiful bride's in Maryland, and she's texting me. She's like, "Hey, uh, you know, uh, we we play one game, and then, uh, and it's a little rainy over there in Eastern Maryland, and then the second game got canceled." after you know thomas's team was down two to five and they canceled every game after that and, and you know all the messages come across team snap from all the parents and they're bitching and the recruiting coordinator is like what like yeah i i understand how you feel but in maryland when the county sees a rain delay they're going to shut down the game, especially on natural grass, which this was being played, doesn't have the great drainage. Right. They don't want to put the liability out there for injury. Yeah. And, they, and, and, and I can't get blame it. Them. Right. And but I also I understand the, the parents' complaints. Hotel rooms, trips. Hotel right. I, I, I get it. But Mother Nature, Texas. like you 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 can't just air that out and, and be an idiot. In, in social media, whether it's a, a, a smaller group inside of some team snap or whatever, it's like shit happens, you know, you fight, fight for the next day. Don't, you know, you, there's nothing, you can't fight city hall on that one. Don't, you know, what are you going to do? And 
you know, as, as a, an administrator for, you know, a, a hockey organization, you know, we've had 10 parent meetings since the beginning of summer. One of them was with uh, actually a board member. And, you know, the, the, this other parent's like, well, you know, hey, I, I put my hat in a ring for secretary. I didn't hear anything back. And I'm like, well, sorry about that. We did have a vote. And then she pushed us back up to this other person, like, well, that they didn't vote according to the bylaws. I'm like, yeah. all I can tell you is I understand what the bylaws say that we're posted. We've voted the same way for the last 12 years. We can fix the bylaws. And oh, by the way, we asked you to be a JV manager. I basically begged you from three other board members, and you said no. So that's the yeah. same thing as saying, hey, I can't lift 10 pounds. But now I want to come and be secretary and lift 50 pounds. Right, right. Like, no. <clears throat> no. Right. And, and your kid's a uh, sophomore. We had a, uh, a squirt, which I think seventh, sixth, seventh grade. Mom put her hat in the ring, strong candidate. Like, we, we need somebody that's, that's younger that's going to be in here from a board transition. I'll be transitioning out in two years. You know, just like, you know, our, our uh, federal government, you, you can't have, when, when our, our founding fathers built everything, you can't have everybody move out in the same election cycle. I'm building this organization. So when I move out, there's going to be a strong two-thirds that stay, two-thirds to half stay, so they can help the next president you know, move through it and all that other stuff. And yep. it, it just, you know, it, it's just crazy the way That's these, these parents are, man. It's just crazy. I get it. Well, besides, you know, a couple of years, you're, you know, you're going to be the special assistant to uh, Kyle Dubas as right. the assistant general manager in charge of special things. But no, I mean, I mean, just to piggyback of a couple of things you say, I can't speak to all the stuff about person A wanting to be this and right. instead, instead of doing the JV thing. I, I'll, I'll, I'll just let that lie where it is because you have more, Experience of that, but I will uh, comment on a couple of things as far as the kids and the and the uh, lacrosse and the and the weather and everything like that. It, it, you know, back in the day when I played little league baseball and you played and whatever, you know, yeah. the, the 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 parents acting out is not a new thing. It's it's happened with people are screaming at the umpires at, at during games. But back in the day, it was more like the umpire saying, "Shut the f up," or right. "You have to get out of here," or whatever. Yeah. And it was all handled in house right yes. there. Yes. Like they said, you're, you're going to have to go or, you know, whatever. But now with the social media, with you talk about these chats and these these box and these things where people are, are, are talking to each other and almost conniving with each other about these conspiracy theories and, right. and, and, and different things and about whatever. And you mentioned about the weather and everything like that. It, it's 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 a six or one half a dozen. The other thing, which is, yeah you came all this way, you paid for hotel rooms, you, whatever you hope you, you're going to play, but these are not grown adults. Like I'm watching these soccer right. players that are grown adult people. These are kids that are growing up and whatever. And these parents would be the very first ones. As soon as somebody slipped on the turf because the, there was wet conditions ACL. and they blew yeah. their ACL yeah. out, they would be like, I don't even know why we're playing this. Why do right. we have to play right. this? Because they should have canceled this. And my, now my kid's right. going to have to have surgery. They would be the very first ones to line up yep. to give culpability and yep. to put blame yep. against the people that didn't do it. And and I don't blame at all. I, I, I completely understand that these people running these things 
have to err to the high side because they know that these people are not necessarily in control of all their bodily functions. They're still kids (laughs) and, 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 you know, and and something can happen and they they don't know exactly what they're, they're not uh, Duke university lacrosse players on scholarship that play in all these weather. And and they're not adults that are not adults. I mean, they're not like in that range of experience. And, And so this is what happens. It all depends on whose ox is getting gored. Yeah. Like, like I said, you know, like the, the, those people would be the first ones For sure. to go to the media, to go on social media, to blast this this tournament directors. Oh, they should have taken these kids off the field. They should have known that it was slippery conditions. And that's why these people do that, because they know that there's a liability scenario and they're the ones that are going to be called on the carpet if somebody gets injured. And, and so I, I do not blame them uh, one bit because you, you have it's a slippery slope. No pun intended that, <laughs> that you're that you're walking because, yeah, those people are saying this is BS because we spent all this money. We brought our kids, you know, into Maryland. Yeah, right. But, you know, they get hurt and they're getting called off. For so, sure. I mean, so that that's what I'll say about that. And, you know, as far as obviously the parenting thing, has just been a thing going on. But the thing that makes all that worse is now people are you know, talking with each other and right. they're in little groups right. and they're, and they're, right. and they're, and they're trying to get looking everybody for somebody to agree some, with them. They're, they're bitching. and looking for somebody to blame. I mean, it's always, it's always about somebody else. And they, and, and they look for, they look for people, like-minded people that they can get in a little group to like small-minded people. Yes. Yeah. Like small-minded people. Right. <laughs> so no, I, I'm totally on board with you. So, um, all right. So it looks I, like you, you, you have a nice little, uh, uh, back to driving. Yes. Which we haven't done in a while, but I, but I, I'm really very thrilled about this because we've talked about this ad nauseum on several episodes. But you know, this uh, new bill by this it's a Republican uh, senator, I believe. I can't remember her. I don't have her name out here right now. But um, a while back, she had uh, introduced this bill about uh, banning phones in hand while driving or idling in roadways, and it passed just yesterday. 37 to 11. I put hallelujah in there because Woo. I'm out there. I see it. I know you see it by you know driving longer distances sometimes than I do. And there's, there's just, there's just way too much of it. I mean, there's so many devices you can use to be able to stop and text and to be able to, to not have your phone in your hand. And to me, there's no reason. There's so many Bluetooth options. There's so many, I have these things in my ear right now. Right. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a plethora of options where you don't have to go down the, 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 the road. I've seen FedEx people do it. I've seen business people do it as they're driving down 79. I told you a while back that I lost a good friend of mine on, on the Howard Franklin Bridge in St. Peter who stopped helping somebody out and got run over by somebody doing that a long time ago. So it's always been something kind of personal to me. But And and it looks like it's only going to go through the house. Shapiro, uh, our governor, said he would already sign it. It, 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 it's way overdue and it, it, it gives the, it gives the law enforcement the ability to go with the, with their cams and, and to see people. I just saw somebody, this just happened recently, a couple of days ago where I was on Perry highway yeah. going up towards church road there by Wexford, whatever. And there was a cop car that had gone to the left of me, but then somebody was turning on church road to the left and, they were doing the whole thing. They were texting. Yeah. They were doing whatever. And the cop actually, which you don't see this that often, but they said, listen, you need to put your phone down 
and when he and, and this guy I could hear him saying, I just picked it up whenever I was stopped at the thing. He said, No, you didn't, because I witnessed you before right. you climb up to here yeah. on your thing. And I saw you actually going into my lane. You didn't see me, right. but you actually were going over the line. Yeah. So you need to do and so it just look. This distracted stuff has gotten – seems like it's worse, which doesn't make any sense to me because there's so many different options to yeah. put your phone on something, on your mirror, or anywhere. And I i don't know what you think, but I'm just – I think this bill well, is long I, overdue I, I, because I'll, there's been so many deaths. I'll make crazy. A, 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 a crazy um, comparison. I, I, I would almost and, – and, and, and I'll, I'll just say both are bad, but – I would say distract the driving to me because your eyes are off the road. Correct. Is worse than drunk driving. Oh, I, I, I totally agree. And and I know that somebody's going to listen and be like, oh, that, well, that, that, that's crazy because your reaction time is like, okay. But like if your eyes aren't, the, aren't on the road, your reaction time is going to be less than somebody that, that, has had a couple extra drinks. I'm sorry. It, it, yes. It, that, that's how you're math right. works. It just it, you're you right. can't. So if, if, if you're hundred percent behind drunk driving, then you should be 110% behind this, Dave. Yeah. And, and, and the point that you make is a well, well taken one. I'll tell you why it's because, and now I'm, I'm not the people out there. Say, oh, drunk driving. You can't. Right. <laughs> Here's the thing. People that are annihilated drunk or they're really drunk. Look, they're gonna. I mean, they're probably gonna do something stupid, and they're gonna hit something, whatever. I mean, that. But people that are like sort of like buzz or a little yeah. like they have a little bit too much. Actually, they kind of concentrate on the road a lot more because they're like, okay, I'm, I, I need to get home. I need to make sure I drive right. in the lines. I make yeah. sure don't I, I don't speed. And they're kind of actually focused a little more. As bizarre as that sounds, right? But they're like, because I don't want to get pulled over because I got to make sure that I've I've had probably a couple too many. So I want to make make sure I go. But the people that do this, yeah, they're basically blacked out for several seconds. So you're not even looking at the road at all. That, it, it doesn't. Takes you a know, few here, seconds. Here's the funny thing: is fuck it up. I was, I was driving home the other day, and I I had two deer in separate instances on the same trip home jump out in right. front of me, clippity clopping in front of you. Yeah. yeah, and and like if you have your phone up in front of you, yep. Ain't, you're done. It, it, you're, you're done. Like you, you're. I don't. I don't care if you haven't had a drop of alcohol for ten years. Right. Your reaction time is still not. And, and I'm not. Listen, folks. I'm not advocating for drunk driving. So let's, no, right? No, we're not. But we're just pointing out there. that this is, in, in in our view, worse because you're because your eyes off the road. It's on something else. Yep. Then your eye has to go up the road. Then you have to react. And it takes a couple seconds, maybe a truck to cut in front of you or somebody passing you and cut in front of you that you didn't see. It's a couple few seconds. That's yeah. all the difference it would take. Right. If you're not looking at the road, go, oh, shit, the guy cut in front of me. Right. Then you just correct it and you do whatever. But And it's not just the texting and whatever. I mean, there's people, they're having meetings. They're, they're talking. They're not paying attention because they're focused on their their meeting or they're watching, you know, they're watching, uh, you know Taylor Swift videos from the Ecclesure Stadium. Whatever they're doing, they're actually doing other things too. Right, and, and it, it's the same thing. Like I talked to a Franklin Park cop about this whole thing because I had, I took down the they have the glass recycling thing down yeah, in Franklin yeah. Park. 
So I took that. And he actually actually happened to be just walking around. I said, I want to ask you about this thing. He goes, oh, I am so totally in, in favor of it. I hope because he says, I witness people. And what we do as a CUI task force or whatever, we see people going over the, 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 the right of way. Yeah. We see them going over the line, right. going in the middle right, of the right. road, slowing down. And yeah. the biggest thing is slowing down to 30 or 29 and going back up to 45, then going back to 30. <laughs> These are classic cases of people that are distracted, not drunk, right? but just distracted with their phone because yeah. those are, you can't, your brain doesn't process those two things at once. It right. doesn't allow you right. to do it. No, I, I would say back a couple times I've caught myself when somebody called me and it was emergency or whatever it might be. I'm like, look, I got to call you back because I'm I'm talking and I, I I didn't look at my I didn't look at the road for a couple of seconds. I got I got to call you back, and I've caught myself with that. But I see it so much and it's proliferated so much. And there was a there was an accident that happened over on 28, like somewhere in New Kenway or something, where a truck like a like a tractor trailer or something where a guy was doing that and he smashed into this woman and killed her. Yeah. Like on 28, like maybe it was like six months ago. And that's all he was doing. He was messing around, texting with his, uh, somebody in his company or something right. or his wife, whatever it might be and killed somebody. Yeah. And they were in a pretty decent vehicle. They were like in a SUV or something. But so I, I just think that the time has way come because right now, since COVID, when there's less cops out there, 79 and 279 North is the fucking Autobahn right now. People are driving 75 miles an hour on 279 and 79 to begin with. And then they got their phone in their hand. So they're basically like a, a, a missile yeah. ready to ready to, to, to explode into something yeah. because not only are they speeding 20 or so miles over the speed limit, but they're doing this. So, I mean, I just really hope because I see it. I do some things, you know, seeing clients and, and, and stuff and and it's gotten worse because there's less of a police presence because there's just less police because this whole thing about uh, uh, there's a lot of people that don't want to get into that the law enforcement because of the, the, the stigma and, and, and the thing about being in law enforcement and all these different groups that are out there, defund the cops and do all right. this, that, that a lot of people don't want to be cops because they, 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 they feel like that people are against them. Right. That's why you have to see you see people sometimes we support our police. They're trying to do that because they, they they hope that they can get more people and and more more cops out there. There just isn't the presence, and it's like the, the cat's away, the mice play. So if you're not <laughs> if you don't have a presence, even if it's just somebody sitting in the median yeah. with their light on a little right. bit, it gets you to slow down because you're like, well, maybe there's another yeah. guy down the road. Yeah, shit, I better slow down a little bit. But there's not even people out there. So if there's if there's no presence, then it's just open season and so right, i I, right. I just think that it's just way because they had this other bill that was passed a while back about the acting 2012 or so they're not supposed to text but they never enforced anything right right so, so, so this one is actually gives the police and the first like six months or something like that they're just going to be given warnings but after that it's like a 300 dollars fine and if you cause an accident they they will go back and they will they will go to your carrier your and they will find out if you are texting or doing something right at that moment of impact because right. these people, you know, it's like going back to the Chris Rock thing is I can never get away with anything because these mother effers are thorough. I mean, <laughs> they they will go back and they will find the exact moment that you touch right. that phone and they know the impact was two seconds later and guess what you're behind bars because you just killed somebody. Right. And I, I just think it's long overdue, Scott. And you have kids. 
yeah. you have a beautiful bride. You would hate to have a, get a phone call from a state cop saying some guy T-boned your wife and got, God forbid, she's in the hospital or worse. Right. He was texting his side piece. Yeah. Right. He was texting his side piece. Right. right. And then took his eye off the road for three and a half seconds. And that's what put your wife in the hospital. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I just think it's something that uh, yeah. way overdue. So Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I know we kind of we're going to truncate this a little bit. <laughs> Uh, but, not uh, us, but, never. I know we, we we I mean all the good plans of mice and men, right? That's but, uh, right. Little, but you know we 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 were so passionate about what's going on with the pirates and obviously big big moments coming up with the penguins here in the draft and all kind of stuff. But but anyway, I'm I'm glad we were able to do this quote. before I before I, I, that I, quote I, I of mice and men. I push off to the uh, the great uh, the old pondage. Old, old world. Old world, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm trying to get you better, my uh, you back better, in you order. You better uh, buy Tessa a cocktail or two over there. Yeah, I'm thinking that I might have to. I might have to go to Debenhams, which is one of the big uh, stores there. Yeah. Uh, maybe get her some kind of some something something get her nice. A scarf. Yeah, I mean like the decorative. Like, That's right. Remember, remember Moneyball when it, when when uh, John Henry goes. <laughs> That's where uh, I was coming I, from. A scarf. I, 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 I got to get my 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 girl here. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but she's is the one that birthday gift. But she's the one that's done that for. What do you suggest? Um, scarf. You mean like wool? You you, you, uh, well, you know like a you, you know, busted like the, me, no, Dave. Like, the, like the, the thing that women wear, like you know, decorative. Yeah. And then, so John Henry goes, "Well, where would I get something like that?" And, and then <laughs> it's Billy Bean comes back and says, "Hey, look, John, I just lost in five for the second year in a row. Get her a bowling ball for all I care." <laughs> <laughs> so I won't get Tessa a bowling ball, but maybe I'll get her a nice decorative scarf. Yeah, so. I, I bet you'll <laughs> appreciate that for sure. Yeah. So anyway, I'm glad we. We're able to do this before I, I fly off into the into the Atlantic sunset, and uh, I'll certainly be in touch with you, and maybe yeah. we can do a quick, uh, a quick Wimbledon uh, update for sure. Yeah, and just something like a and, and hope, saying, and, hey, and, and, and hopefully the the Pirates aren't you know twelve games under five hundred uh, by then. I just I looked at the schedule thinking. God bless. It. At least a couple of times they're going to be late games where I won't be able to see them because <laughs> it'll be like three in the morning and I'll be like you know I'll be watching the back of my eyelids when they're losing. So, uh, so <laughs> frustrating. Yeah, it really is. But, uh, All right, but I'm glad Dave. we were able to, to knock this down. And yeah. uh, I'll certainly be in touch over there when I can. I'll give you a Wimbledon update, something we can maybe drop into a show when I get back. and uh, Or maybe even do something where we record a quick segment and yeah, drop I think, it in. I, yeah, I think, we'll do, I think we'll do that. We'll, we'll do that may be a good thing a to bar, do. A Bardizzle short. A Bardizzle short, and then we can drop it in yeah, yeah. in 65 yeah. uh, you know, when I get back. So Yeah. Can't drive sixty five. Uh, all right, <laughs> it's good uh, show, man. Good, good show, Dave. And uh, let's uh, let's peace out and uh, safe travels. And we'll uh, yep see you when you uh, you return from abroad. Yeah, I'll hit you up before I actually shove off. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but thanks, man. Yeah, right. appreciate it. All right, all right, brother. Peace out. See you.